What is up, you guys? And welcome back to Sport Champs, Street Champs exclusive sports podcast. To my right is my man Dave. To my left is my man Winston. We got Derek sitting right in front of me right there in the cut. Dare I say we have some fine hairlines in the building tonight. We do. My man's lined up like Victor. I mean, we don't have to say anything about Winston. I mean, Winston's... Winston's got waves, dude. Calvin Thanks. Klein waves. Yeah, seriously, oh, dude. You're like Thank Air you. Apostle, like the man. Thanks. Mannequins like, are like modeled after you. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in that Miami Beach, Florida shirt. Right. Like, Miami Beach tie dye Florida shirt. Yeah, which I got just recently after the Nuggets beat them. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good style. Mr. Derek chilling in the Colorado Rockies. Jurors, you know, even though it's not a jurors, gotta represent. Fucking go Nuggets, go Nuggets. Yes, yeah, wrong team. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're getting it started really nice. Um, Mr. Dave, was good. I mean, how was your week? None major. I should start. We should start with him because we know how our week was. We we know. Yeah. Hey, he's Dave's like yeah. None major. Dave's like fuck off. <laughs> nah. Life's good. Life's good? Nothing crazy? No? Well, shit. You made that lackluster. Um, <laughs> Winston, how was your week? Uh, it was good. Uh, Tuesday, I think, was the... Or I think it was Monday night was the finals game. Ooh. Game five, I went up to Yeah, Denver, it was Monday night. Went up to the DNVR bar um, with my friend Josh. Shout out Josh. Is electric, I hate that bro. Winston. Uh, I wish we were there, Dude, bro. We had to go... At, we had to be at the bar at like 2 o'clock just to get a table. Oh my it god! It was crazy. We were sitting there for a minute, and then um, you just went out and partied with the people. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was dope. It, anywhere other than the stadium, that's the second best place to be. Mm. It was electric, bro. It was so fucking loud. It was it was dope. I wish it was I was great there. Time. I wish I was there for that night. There was so like such hardcore fans, bro. Like fuck yeah, chants throughout the whole entire game, like nonstop chanting. Even when we were losing, people hell were still yeah, that's hype. fire. No, yeah, that's was, how that's. Colorado showed out, dude, for the finals this year. Yeah, they did. We the whole we went state. In. We went in. So yeah, that was my week. We, uh, me and Ricky went to the parade, and Derek went as well. Uh, Chauncey went. Tiana went. Uh, D Main and PT. PT and Joe Lowe. Nigel and Joe Lowe all shout went. out in the cut. Um, we didn't get to hook up with them, but they were there. That's how many people there were. There, dude, we couldn't crazy. find anybody, bro. Like Fuck it no. was We lost Derek and Chauncey. We lost Derek and Chauncey bit. for a little bro, there was like they were right, bro. There was guaranteed a million people there. Yeah. It was between intense, like seven hundred thousand and a million. Yeah, that's, that's so intense. Said. Yeah. Between seventeen oh my god. Yeah. Seven hundred thousand and a million people. That's yeah. intense. That's what your first ship should look like. It should. Dude. Dude. So fucking crazy. Dude, man. it was so fun to that just so be cool. Oh my god! Just being there was yeah. insane. It was. That was me and I was talking to Derek about it before the pod. I was like, "That's the biggest accumulation of people of people I've been ever been same with same. in one moment in one, in one moment. moment." Yeah, and it's like it was so crazy to look at the basically scene. all of literally more than all of Colorado Springs was in like one like four block radius. 
Yeah. Pretty much. Just yeah. chilling. The entire populace of Colorado Springs. I wonder yeah. how much security guards they had to have there, how much police force. That was like the whole police force. So much. Of Denver. Yeah. I saw mad fight videos on Twitter, but that's just when you get a bunch of people together. We didn't see shit. When you like, get a bunch of people together. violence at all. I mean, there I almost no fought violence. that one guy that just threw that glass on the ground. I didn't almost fight him. But you didn't almost pissed. fight him, but everybody was, was everybody was pissed yeah, at him. Yeah, I didn't almost fight him, but I was pissed. Everybody wanted to be possessed. Yeah. But, oh my God. We were right next to him, too. We were oh, right, yeah. dude. We had such good spots for that parade. That yeah. little, that little corner right there that we were in. Yep. Under that bridge. Oh, we're in a great spot. And we'll talk about it a little bit more. But good week for Mr. Winston. Good week for me. Pretty much the same, other than I didn't go up on Monday night. I wish I did. Would have had a call off even more though. But took off work for for the Thursday. Asked. Uh, I was real with it too. I was like, "Yo, would y'all be mad if I went for the parade? Like this is like a once in a lifetime shit. Like." Let me know if I can do it. And he was like, gay parade? <laughs> gay yeah, parade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's the best story ever, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I asked Big... I told Big Nick I was going to the parade, and he's like, the pride parade? I was like, no, dude, the Nuggets just won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I have that's a wife, hilarious. dude. You know I have a wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's a, that's a whole other hilarious story. But yeah, told him, went up. Uh, went up with the boy. We got up early. We got up early for that. And I even, I even got up a little late. Like I got up like at six. I think we left at six thirty. Yeah, like a little bit left. Six forty-five. Yeah, we actually left Pueblo. Maybe even a little later than that. Yeah, six fifty-five, seven. Yeah, but we got there in a decent amount of time. Traffic was crazy. Almost Traffic. got tackled by a fucking security guard. <laughs> Should we talk about it? Yeah, it's going. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about it. It's on our weeks. All right. <laughs> so I was, I had to pee really bad. So we went to King Supers and in I, Denver, in Denver, in Denver, like downtown, in downtown, bro. So many and, cars. And parking before that, we were looking for parking already, and he was holding it because we were looking for parking. Yeah. Couldn't find shit, bro, at all. So and we were trying to, we were kind of scrambling too. Like we didn't know, if, like, because my uncle said to go try and find a place in the suburbs to park, which we ended up doing. Yeah. Um and. I was like, oh, or we can double back at parking garages. So we double back to one parking garage to see if it was full, and it ended up being a King Supers parking garage that we couldn't even like we even really park in. This man held his piece so much that he had to piss so bad that he was like, I just got to get out, and yeah. we, I have to piss, like no matter what. Yeah, so like, I was pissing ASAP, like ASAP. And so this, so we pull up, park in the King Super parking lot, and continue. Uh. And tell so tell us your view. The security guard was like behind me and was like, "Hey, you can't piss here. That's a ticket." And I'm like, I was already midstream at that point. I'm like, "Bro, I'm pissing here. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm not gonna smell like piss the rest of the day." So I just kept going. Um, and then he started getting on his radio and he's like calling calling someone. I don't know who he was calling, but he was calling someone. Um, and then and I then finish pa- and then pause. At this point, I'm just chilling on my phone trying to call my uncle to find somewhere to park. Then I have – oh, Derek, Ricky's I wish you were driving. at the mic. Yeah, I was driving. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to have Derek give his little – because what he seen. So they're out. Both of them get out to go piss. <laughs> Even Derek was going to go piss. And then I have Derek run and get in the car. Now, what did you see, Derek? I was actually going to piss right next to you. I was like, it oh, was. like it was, you know, we'll make it like a – I'll make it a joke. Like, oh, I'll whip my dick out next to your dick. You know, it was gay, <laughs> gay, gay fun, a little gay fun. <laughs> Oh my god, and, uh, dude! We are not getting any algorithm on this episode. I'm telling that, you right now. That guy, probably what good, two hundred and fifty pounds guy, two hundred fifty pound security guard. He's like, "Hey, sir, we have a restroom inside." And uh, at that point, I 
my dick shrivels up back into my body, and I'm I cannot pee just because I have I have um. Wait, so he's seen you shyness. too? Yeah, but I didn't like make con- eye contact with Winston, so he didn't know we were together. Yeah, so fucking at that point, um, <laughs> I scurry back to the car frantically, like like my hands <laughs> my hands were going crazy. waving your hands, like jazz I was hands. In trouble. And uh, I was like, shut the car, shut the car right now. Uh, Winston's going to jail already. Winston's a registered sex offender. <laughs> and and then we just fucking. So I back up. Driving. I throw it in reverse. And, <laughs> like Terry. And I'm telling yeah. you, I was on the phone with my uncle. So yeah. I had to immediately mute that. I go, uncle, uncle, hold on one sec, okay? Mute, mute, muted the conversation. And then I back up and I start to exit the exit the uh, parking garage and as I'm doing that the security guard there's a security guard on his radio walking right in front of my car like not toward our car but away from it to walk toward you I guess I don't even know where you went I don't know how close you are or what so I start pulling out of the parking garage and then next thing boom so you stop pissing and then I just run immediately to the car and get in the car I I was already done it was perfect timing I was I wasn't worried about this dude he's not gonna tackle me he was like probably 60 (laughs) <laughs> um, he wasn't 250 pounds. He was probably like 140. I'm like, bro, I'm not worried about this dude tackling me. I'll just push him off and run away. Like, he's not going to tase me. Like, I'm all right. So I wasn't too too stressed about it. Even if you all would have dipped, I would have just ran away. There was no way he was going to catch me. So, And honestly, I like what in my mind when I pulled – because we pulled out toward the street, and I was already at the street. Yeah. I look back, and I see you running. So I'm like, okay, we're waiting for him. Yeah, yeah dude. That <laughs> and dope. that's what I – when I looked back, and if I didn't see you, I was going to go. Yeah. You know? I would have understood. Yeah. And – you and we were. My plan was like, if Winston's not behind us, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have. I and I told Derek, I was like, call him and tell him to meet us across the street. Yeah, like, I tell him to meet. Like, we we like made an exit mission. This motherfucker jumped in the whip, and I was just like, and we skirted out of yeah. that motherfucker and just dipped and just kept going. Yeah. And Winston got to pee. Yeah. It was nice. so worth it. So <laughs> <laughs> my man's couldn't wait to go inside bro he had to pee right that right now most places you have to pay for something to pee in their complex and so especially was, in the middle of Denver. exactly my so. man's pissing yeah so you so. i love the story of pub, public urination it yeah good yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> dave, dave would never dave would piss his pants would you dave would you would you take part if i really had to pee i would like just do what winston did would you have ran? Yeah. Um, do you think I'm going to stay put for a rent-a-cop? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was. I was like, I'm not scared of this guy. It's easy. What are you doing? This guy's bored. Today, and that It took us maybe he like an hour. He was dead serious, too. Because I heard Winston open the door, and I heard, hey. Yeah. He was all yelling at Winston. It probably took us, what, an hour to park? It took us so long, It bro. took us like an hour because of the traffic, and then like It took we, us like an extra hour to We park. decided to do paid parking, and we're like, no, we're going to go to the suburbs. And then we decided paid parking, and then we decided suburbs. And then so, we finally found a spot. Yeah, right next to Helena's nails. Yep, and the timing was great. Parade was great. It was nice. Yeah, it was so cool. We got to see, and I wanted to get there early, but I didn't know how many people was going to be. I didn't know the whole state was showing up. So right. you know, I the wanted to get there the early state. for to see Grizz and Big Gigantic, two ED, bigger EDM artists that were kicking off the parade, and it was a free show in Civic Center Park. We would have had to get there at five. Yeah, to even be near. I couldn't. People camped out. I guarantee camped, it. Camped, bro. For sure. So crazy. We got there probably like so at what ten. We got 10:30? there right when right when the parade started. Right yeah. when the parade started at ten o'clock. Yeah, we were like at the Civic Center Park at like not at like ten o three or some shit. Ten o four. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So we went. We finally found a good way to get into the actual park. That took us a minute. It did. Yeah, we had to walk. We had to walk of, like a good, probably two miles, three miles. We didn't have to walk two miles. Probably no way over the whole. It's so like a mile and a half. We had to double back. Mile and a half. Yeah. There, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe a um, mile. I don't we, know. We, we saw a bunch close. of homeless people on the street. Like just there's In like the there's per- crowds of people, and then they're just like homeless people sleeping. On the ground. On the ground. It's wild. It was crazy, bro. Not even in, like, a tent or anything. Just Did you see the on first the one we saw? The guy that was, like, sleeping under the... So there was, like, yeah. two levels, like, that filled with people. Hundreds of people on these two levels. And literally right on the bottom of the other level, he, there's a dude just sleeping covered in, like... i seen so much. I don't even know, dude. He was, like, sleeping in trash. Yeah. But with a blanket over his whole body. And then there was, like... Little little Frito bean dip empty thing right next yeah, to him and a bunch weird. of food. It was crazy, bro. Looked like he had been there for like a week and a half. Yeah, that was wild. And I feel like those homeless people woke up to the parade. Like they didn't know the parade was going on, oh, bro. Oh, for sure. They were just like sleeping and then they're like, oh my God. <laughs> There's yeah. just like 700,000 people around them, like a million <laughs> people around them. They were in Civic Center, in Civic Center Park and that was like the most populated part. Like, it was intense. That was crazy. Literally in tents. In tents. Right. Yes, dude. They were, they were in the tents. They, oh, they didn't even have tents, bro. They were just sleeping on the floor yeah. under the stars Concrete, yeah. and God. Bold. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. crazy. It, was, um, it was intense. So when the actual players came around, first of all, tons of people that no one had any idea who they were on the fire department trucks for whatever reason, whatever reason fire trucks. So many random people, not even players associated not sure really why, but it is what it is. I think it was the firefighters and their families. That's what I was assuming. Maybe, yeah. That's what I assumed. Maybe, yeah. Um, this one guy got hit in the head with a beer bottle. Oh, one of the oh that was hilarious. Derek didn't even get to see <laughs> he it. He did it. Dude. This one guy threw a beer bottle, and it hit this guy in the head. He tried to catch it. This guy was so embarrassed. No, he didn't even up. pick up the beer bottle. He just walked away. <laughs> like, that's that's how you know you you're You know what's funny? Bro. Because we were watching him the whole time, and then you can hear, hey, throw me a beer. Yeah. And then you just hear it four more times, throw me a beer. And he was, like, starting to follow them a little bit. So he followed a little bit down, and then dude chucked it. Perfect. Perfect yeah, pass. It was a good throw. Good throw. Dude went to catch it right through his hands. Bink. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh. And everyone's all, oh. Like everybody's seen it, everybody watched him. Yeah. It was probably the most embarrassed, and it was the g- friend group that was standing right next to us. So he just like sadly walked to his yeah. friend group, and then his friend was like, "Go get the beer," and then he walked back sadly yeah. and picked it up, and then walked back. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. And then he started making fun of himself, of course, as I would. I you would have do the to. same. Yeah, bro. I'd be, I'd be like, "Do you see how stupid I was?" Yeah. <laughs> no, that shit, that shit was hilarious, dude. dude. It, that was so funny, bro. Yeah. Uh, and we lost Derek and Chauncey because all of us just started full on fucking sprinting. Yeah, we were, we were scared we we're gonna miss the parade. We didn't and know we how thought it the players were gonna be all on one bus, yeah. so we didn't want to miss that bus. So we like we were at Civic Center Park to watch the end of Grizz's set or try to. There were so many people, yeah. and like we didn't know how to get to the other side, so it was like a long ass walk. We started walking the other way, but other story. But we start sprinting away, and we lost them too for a good while. Yeah, probably 30, 40 minutes. Probably thirty. It seemed like I don't think forty. Yeah, but they they figured it out and like ended up meeting up with us quick. Yeah, I called that. them. Like, oh, called you Derek. called them? Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you were like, we're by the dustpan thing. Yeah, yeah. We were by the art district. Yeah, no, that shit was sick. Um, and then Tiana lost her jersey. <laughs> Wait, 
Yes. So I had video of it. So if you watched my reel on Instagram, go check out the reel on Instagram of the actual parade. It's when uh, Jamal Murray, Jokic, Jokic uh, Bra- uh, Brown, all of them were on the thing, and there's an MVP chant, and the the whole thing's going down. The last piece, and Tiana wanted to get her jersey signed by Jamal Murray because we see we were so close to the floats, like we were right there. So she she was able to throw it up. Well, she threw it up, missed literally by like a foot from hitting Jamal Murray, so he could have caught it. And then the homie next to him, I don't even know who it was. Do you even know who no, it was? It was just his oh, homie, probably. His, his homie took the Jamal Murray jersey, and he signed it. Yeah, he signed the Jamal Murray jersey. Yeah, I don't. Not sure why. Fuck not, it. Not your jersey, but okay. He probably practiced. He was on the practice squad. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I, hey. <laughs> and then he just like lazily threw it back and it flared up and you know all this is happening while the float's still moving so Tiana threw it up and then like started following it and then dude threw it up and then big crowd all, everybody Everyone's reached for the jersey for and she she's so small I mean she's so short bro yeah. gone gone yep. to the abyss just gone some and then since I'm fa- and I have two phones in my hand so I have her phone filming it and I'm filming my own thing that the real I had my my phone in my left hand filming it, and I had her phone filming it like that, and I was just kind of following the thing. You could see it in there. She throws it. He throws it back, and you just see everybody. Boom. Yeah. Some skinny, tall, white kid, blonde dude, jumped up, grabbed that shit, snatched, gone. Yeah. Never seen it again. Yeah. Now he has an extra small woman's jersey <laughs> of Jamal Murray yeah. with, with some d- random dude's signature yeah, on it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. If I was Tiana and I got it back, I would have wiped that dude's signature off. I'd be like, I don't even know who's. Yeah, he probably just forged Jamal's signature. If I had to bet, you think so? Probably. I think. Damn, he was that's a homie move. Then that's kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's getting mad jerseys thrown at him. Yeah. Like Jamal was already signing something when Tiana threw hit threw hers up. Really, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, so he's been signing shit. So I didn't even. He probably just forged it, but she's she doesn't have it anymore, so it doesn't matter. Damn. So yeah, and then you had to give her your jersey. Yeah, because she was like exposed. Was, yeah, in a sports bra and like a fucking little, like the little. I don't know what those are called. And like it's like a, I don't know. Yeah, girl thing. Yeah, women's fashion. Who yeah, 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 yeah. Probably yeah. a leotard or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a long sleeve sweater, basically. Yeah, yeah. But like, so yeah, she, yeah. She just wore my jersey for the rest, and I had a shirt underneath, so it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, she still looked fly. Without it, without her jersey. Yeah, so that was sad. She lost it to the fucking the event. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Gordon almost got domed with a beer. Some oh. fan threw a beer like to have Aaron Gordon drink it, and it barely missed his head. And, it, it and was, everyone was like, oh! It was thrown with the velocity. It, the, yeah. Motherfucker threw it hard. We were all chanting, and then just after we saw him almost get hit with the beer, everyone just like, oh! Everyone just went silent. Yeah, bro. everybody stopped chanting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were just scared. We're like, oh, shit. I bet you Jimmy Butler threw that beer. <laughs> right? He's like, man. Mike Malone was trash. Hold on. First of all, I wanted to address his speech. I'm again. I'm not a Nuggets fan, but I was rooting for the Nuggets in this playoff run once the Warriors got eliminated. And like watching his speech, I don't know. Like it, it, he's a different type of coach than Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is not a very emotional guy. Steve Kerr is very level-headed, and he approaches things as logically as possible. Mike Malone has a lot of emotion. 
And when Mike Malone gave that emotional speech, it gave me, like, goosebumps a little bit. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't anything crazy. He didn't say anything unbelievable. But he was up there doing, like, fireball shooters and he shit. Was. Like, five, he was. Dude, trashed, trashed bro. First, I'd be so faded, though, too. But, like, I would but be... who in his shoes wouldn't be? You just took this team to their first championship ever, and then you also won it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And now you're the the point, the point of the spear. He's immortal in, in Denver front of now. a million people in your fucking teams. Oh, that's Malone. So crazy. Is, yeah. Malone, you're the tip of the spear. Like that's crazy. Malone right. is immortal in Denver from now on. Immortal. Yeah. Yeah. From like that championship that he just did. That alone, he didn't have to give no speech. Is to he be from immortal. Denver? No. Doubt it. No, no, he's not. Okay. I think he's None of these coaches are from the California. Know. I think it I, is what it is. It's still fire, bro. He's still. How long has he been a coach for Denver? Uh, I think six or seven years. That's fire, bro. Yeah. Like that's a good long time, and especially in the NBA. Who? Yeah. I no, mean, we know I, them. They get rid of coaches like it's nothing. I think he's the second longest term tenured coach. Wow. So other than Eric Spolstra. Okay. Yeah. Damn. And then I think Steve Kerr's right behind. And he did him. it. Now I got a ring. Yep. Shit. And he was saying, he said, "Let's do it again next year." Yeah. Oh, he, I mean, dude, we could do it again next oh, year, for bro. Sure we could. So, we're the favorite. We're the best team in the West, yeah. for sure. So, um, one thing I was going to ask is like, this is a moment that I can kind of compare to how y'all felt. So, the moment or the moments, because it wasn't like a game clinching shot that won the the game five. The the Nuggets won pretty like decisively there at the end. It was pretty much like a seven ish point lead for the last little minute. Um, when you guys knew you seized the moment. And you knew you were about to be champions for the first time ever. Like, how did that feel? Fucking great, dude. I, I've been a Nuggets fan since I was eight years old. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Fucking when Melo got drafted, that's when I really got into basketball. Like, it was just, uh, I don't know, all the heartache. And I'm so happy for the guys. Like, MPJ with his back surgery. Jamal with his fucking torn ACL. ACL. Jokic carrying the squad, putting a squad on the back, winning two MVPs. Because that's, that's how much he wants to win, bro. Like, he, he loves winning, and he's going to do whatever it takes. And he won two MVPs because that's how much he wants to win. It would have been easy for a player just to just be like, let's just tank. Fuck it. Let's just get some good draft picks. We're not winning a championship this the Joel year. The Joel Embiid. He's like, I want to win, bro. Exactly. Yeah, let's just, he's like, I let's just win. fuck it. Like, let's just – we're good. He loves his fucking teammates. Like, he he's such a fucking blessing. Like, Jokic is fucking a, such a great player. Aaron Gordon coming from Orlando being the number one guy to now being like the fourth option on the offense and taking that role and accepting that. And today's NBA with all the egos and shit, yep. it's so rare. And so I'm just, I'm so proud of this team and how far they've come and like the sacrifices they've all made, like Bruce Brown barely getting offered a contract in the off season. And now he's going to be, you know, probably getting paid the big bucks. Like they're just great basketball players. And I just, I hate the ISO game, like James Harden, dribble it out for like 17 seconds. Oh, I don't have a good shot. Pass it with like two seconds left. So my teammate has to put up a terrible shot because I put him in that situation. Jokic is the complete opposite. It's just beautiful basketball. And it's just, it's, as a basketball fan, it's just great. It's, you know, it's the Nuggets are my team. Um, they're my favorite franchise in Colorado. Like, I'd, way rather have the Nuggets win a championship than the Broncos win a championship. So I was going to ask, so, that like, besides... basketball through and through, too. Besides the like significance sure. of the moment, did this, like, I would assume that this felt... Like, this, as a Colorado sports fan, this probably is, has to be one of the best feeling, like, whatever you would call it, you've experienced. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've seen the Broncos win multiple, and yeah. those were special in their own way, especially, like, the Peyton Manning one. That was really cool to see. But, yeah. like... The Broncos have always had that expectation. It was like the Broncos have pretty much had the whole Pat Bowen era was championship robust. Yeah, pretty much. 
So you guys got used to it, you know, which is not anything to say any, there's anything wrong with that. But, like, watching a team win its very first championship. Like, when I watched Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs win in 2019, Super Bowl 54, like, I almost had a panic attack because I was so overstimulated with how happy that moment made me. Yeah. And so I can only empathize and assume that, like, that moment was similar. And then the, the energy of being with all those people at that bar had to have been just chaos. Yes. No, it was insane. It's – I mean, the Nuggets are a similar franchise to what the Chiefs were. You know what I mean? You, I know you guys won a championship, like, way, way back in the day. Yep. But the Chiefs struggled for many, many years. 50-year drought from the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then it would have been so long since you guys had won a playoff game up until you got Alex Smith. Like, we won a playoff game when I was two days old with – with Joe Montana, and then we didn't win another one until Alex Smith, like you just said. Yeah, so the Nuggets are you're kind of similar. We've had decent success, but um, yeah, it was just great to see see them win because we had some really bad times. Emmanuel Moutier days were really bad. Yeah, so I wanted to like, like rewind. So I said this last week or prior. When I moved to Colorado, it was like the very, very last year, year and a half of the Kenneth Freed Nuggets. Yeah. And that team was like, they were pretty fast break savvy, but like outside of that, like they that was all they had. Yeah. And they were fun to watch. Like Ty Lawson and Kenneth Reed were like really fun to watch. Kenneth Absolutely. Reed was really cool. Ty Lawson was a small guy and he still played. But I just That all, was not built to sustain a playoff run in it, any capacity. It wasn't. And I mean, even like we drafted Jokic in the second round. Like that's so lucky nope, to happen. But like look at Jokic and then look at um like Giannis, for example, their draft versions of themselves versus what they are now capable of today mm -hmm. is just a testament to what, like, how young these guys are getting into this league. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you can't, there's no amount of eye test that's going to be able to assess what Jokic or, like, a Giannis, the two best players in the world, in my opinion, are capable of when you see these just, like, overgrown, like, seven footers who are just don't turn the ball over much you know what i'm saying so yeah the culture changed like you you talked about the emmanuel moody years that was like again there was no playoff hopes back then in my opinion for nuggets and yeah, like for sure i can't even remember who was their second best player outside of him i remember when y'all still had timofey mozgov yeah <laughs> and he was decent for us he we, went to, to cleveland <laughs> yeah we've had a lot of decent players but just not a you know other than mellow we haven't had like an all-star like great great talent of recent memory like obviously. a breakout star exactly yeah. and Jokic is that dude um and it's just been it's just been great and fantastic um a lot of people i want to address people saying that Jokic doesn't care about the championship because he didn't care about the finals mvp bro he's he lost just chill it. he's a chill guy he doesn't care about those personal awards like he was so happy to win the finals with his like with his friends the and with his teammates bro exactly and after he, they won the nba finals Jokic literally dapped up the entire miami heat team before he like before celebrated. He celebrated like that is fucking That's great class. sportsmanship That's exactly class. and you can say that means he doesn't care about winning bro he care he wants to win not for himself, but for his teammates. Like and obviously, for the people. Exactly. Like, and obviously wants to win, but it's just, it's different. He's from Serbia, bro. Like a war-torn country where he grew up in fucking bomb completely shelters, completely different, bro. He like, grew up completely different, yeah. Like there's so much more to basketball for him. And in America, we're so privileged that basketball players, like that ball is life. Like that is their life, is basketball. And for Jokic, it's not that. He's got family and horses and, and horses. You're going to get like, a new horse, dude. Exactly. It's racing on fucking Sunday, I think, or Saturday. Go Jokic's horse, whatever the fuck it's named. Hell yeah. But, That's fire. Yeah. I didn't know he raced the horses. Dude. No, well, he's he was not a jockey, it, but I know he was a jockey at some point. That's but. why he wanted to leave for the, that's why he said about the parade. He was like, when's the parade? And they're like Thursday. And he's like, fuck. He's going <laughs> to miss his race. Yeah. He was like, he's like, I need to go home. 
and so but he lives at home in Serbia. He said like. he was glad he stayed though on stage <clears throat> while yeah. we were there. That was far. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to stay, but I fucking love the parade. And so many people have said that's so like um, relatable to people because how many times have you have you been like, oh, I don't really want to go out, and then you end up going out and you have a great time. It's like, that was Jokic. Jokic is like, oh, fuck the parade, dude. I want to go. And he's like, this parade's fucking sick. Yeah, <laughs> this parade is lit as well. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just I mean, super relatable. He's such a good guy. I think Jokic is so, like, dialed in and such a team player that he, like, the joy of winning this championship to him was something to be experienced with him and his teammates and his staff and team and company. And it's just, like, as silly as this may sound, it's, like, it's not that he doesn't do it for the fans, because he clearly loves the fans and the fanship and all that it, it comes with. But I think he's more so just like he does it for his teammates. And then he doesn't – he then realized how impactful he is on Denver's, like, history. Like, if he doesn't get a statue, I would be shocked. Yeah, he probably will. He probably will. He should. He got um, two-time MVP. He fucked around and would have got a third if he wanted it. And if uh, Denver played him more, mm-hmm. then he would have been three-time, in my opinion. And then he gets finals MVP – Western Conference MVP, like, come on now. Give the man his flowers. Yeah. A lot of people are saying he's already top 25 all time, which is crazy. I mean, he's undoubtedly on a list. Like, he's going to be on Mount Rushmore for big men probably by the end of next season. And I'm, that's that's hard to say because you're, you're booting out someone who's just a complete legend, but he's in his own way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what else to say. He's a point um, – he's a guard center. Yeah, you know point center. Point center, yeah, that's that's yeah. insane. And yeah, I don't want to boot anybody, but at the same time, like we got to give this man his flowers. Yeah, and we can have the discussion of the top four centers. I mean, we got Shaq, we got Hakeem, we got Kareem, mm-hmm. and then who you know? Do you? We got Wilt, we got Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Duncan was more of a power forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to kick two guys out of that. Yeah. You know, and that's tough. I think he's better than Wilt already. Um, and then Bill Russell's tough to kick out because he has fucking six rings as a no he has 11, 11 rings 11 as a, rings Jesus. as a player as a player and one of them he was also the coach of the boston Celtics. yeah exactly so the he beast. was a player and coach yeah i mean it is what it is like those dudes have their flowers but like wilt chamberlain played in an era where he was like the only seven footer so that like that takes away from what he could have potentially done outside of the era obviously he would have been competent um same thing for bill russell like bill russell played in an era where it was like the entire league wasn't necessarily completely like desegregated yet you know so that kind of is a star asterisk Jokic uh, is playing against the verified best athletes to ever dribble basketball right now because yeah. with time science sports science alone suggests that all these athletes are just getting better yeah oh and then I forgot about did I say Shaq earlier yeah you said Shaq mm-hmm. Shaq so, cannot be dethroned sadly just because of the dominance but he's not Shaq doesn't offer what like Shaq wasn't ever a triple double guy he was Jokic is more skilled mm-hmm. than Shaq. Shaq was a physical freak that just dominated on offense and on defense in the paint. But Jokic is just so much more than that. He's a fundamental, like, that's what you have to be. He doesn't yeah. have a high vertical, even though he could still yam if he wanted it. Yeah, he's a finesse player. Um, he's one of the most offensively dominant players we've seen. Oh, yeah. For sure, and maybe mm-hmm. we'll ever see. Because he just can pass it. He can do everything that you would want an offensive player to do. He can do that. Mm-hmm. So it's just fucking wild. It's crazy. Fucking intense, man. Yeah. And I think we're doing it again next year. Yep. Nuggets are Ooh. the favorites currently right now. Yep. They're at plus 460. Um, Bucks are at plus 490. Nice. G- give it a couple months. Yeah. Nuggets will come down oh, that yeah. list once we get some free agent moves. Exactly. And before we get too deep, Webby and friends, guys. 
I'm opening up for Chris Webby, Doobie, Dizzy Wright, Caskey, Echo, Stevie Stone. So hit me up for tickets by scanning this QR code. So while we're on the topic, um... or just hit me up, or just hit me up, just DM me, hit the link below. Um, I'm gonna be performing with those guys selling tickets right now, and do not forget July 7th dropping a new music video. Hit them; that's gonna be hitting everywhere. So hit the link below, y'all. So um, while we're on the topic, who, like other than um, Brown, is a pending free agent for the um, Nuggets? I believe Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, um, Dude, Ish that... Smith. DeAndre Jordan's the first dude from the big three to get a, a ring from him, CP3, and um, Blake. Griffin. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I mean, DeAndre played like three minutes in game five, which were pretty crucial because Jokic was in foul trouble, Aaron Gordon was in foul trouble. But yeah, those guys, um, obviously Bruce Brown, which everyone chanted Bruce's name and sounds like he's going to come back. So that's fucking sick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we really need to pick anyone up. Obviously, ooh, ZZ. ZZ is wild, bro. Um, obviously, we, we, we would want to pick people that make us better. We have some good young talent. We got um, uh, Peyton Watson. He's going to be really good. Everyone's been hyping him up. Uh, obviously, Christian Brown did what he did. Like He's yeah. just going to get better. His resume is is goaded. Yeah. He's like a three-time high school state champion. Yep. In goes Kansas to, City. Go, yep. And then he goes to the um, University of Kansas. I don't like that school, but that is the best basketball college, I would say, in the country, just historically. Goes there, wins a natty with them, and then his very rookie season, he's now an NBA champion. That yeah. resume is unfucking paralleled Yeah, I think he's only like the third player to win a national championship and then a NBA championship two consecutive years. Insane. Which is wild, which he didn't do it alone. He was just yeah. on the team. But he played a significant role, for sure, especially in the finals. So he's clearly, like... Big moment ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just – yeah, I can't get over how impressed I am with the team, and I'm just so proud. And one of the things – I don't want to spend too much time on this – is that with the parade and with the celebrations, I feel like these guys are just normal dudes. Like Aaron Gordon celebrating with the fans after game five in the streets. Like, in his was, game shorts. He didn't even take his game shorts off. Shirtless game shorts. Like, bro, that's just fucking wildin'. so cool. He was cool. wildin', dude. It's so cool, that's bro. so cool. And then, like, these guys getting all faded. Coach Malone getting faded as fuck. Like, Steve Kerr's no – like, no – diss on him but he's not getting faded for he's the what i was celebration. that's what i was saying he's, I, you know he's real calm and composed he's not very emotional well, he's not man, gonna do that my man's boring i mean my i don't man know is he's boring i don't know if he's boring but he's just a he's a straight shooter ah and okay he ain't boring and, uh M mike malone's just he just doesn't give a fuck which is great <laughs> and he's a player's coach and it works with his guys and he's so real with his guys it's he's, like it's like tiger woods and paul daly uh, john daly john daly <laughs> like paul, who's paul daly that's a fighter isn't it yeah, yeah, it is okay, a fighter. Okay. Damn it! That well, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I get your point though. That's that's uh, yeah, that's kind of like Coach Malone. Yeah, so but I'm just he so I'm so it. proud of our guys because they're just so down to earth, and the parade showed it too. Like we're chanting MPJ's name, and he was he's like so humble. He was like he was like it's okay, guys. He was like he was like thanks. He like waved at us, like like us three, like yeah, because we were all chanting his name, and no one else was chanting his name. And it was just, it was just really cool because that's so cool. We were so close. That's how close we were. Like we were enough so for close. Tiana to throw her jersey onto the fire truck. And Damn. if you've ever tried to throw a jersey, can't throw it that far. Can't throw it that far. So it was, she, she hit. She was literally a foot off from actually hitting Murray, like 
perfectly like in front of him. Yeah. She just fucks that whole signature up. He just sh- and then it lands on his <laughs> yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was trash. Everyone was trash. Everyone was faded. Bro. It was it was great. Justifiably like, so. Yeah, I'm so glad I went. I'm so glad we went. It was, went. dude. It was once in a lifetime, bro. I was not gonna miss it, dude. It was it was so fun, man. I wanted to be there because I knew it was gonna be a giant party event like it was it so was. fun dude also so cool. a thing to be noted is the nba parade in my opinion is the best year timed parade of any like sports because it's in the summertime Summer, yeah like man. when the chiefs won the super bowl i was like i'm gonna go to the parade i'm gonna go to the parade and then i'm just like oh it's february dog. yeah never mind <laughs> like that's yeah. cold as shit so uh, yeah, and it could be hot, and it wasn't hot. That it was kind of hot, but it wasn't. Colorado was doing that, it. No, we had a perfect spot though. Yeah, man. we're in the shade. We're in the shade, all perfect. We couldn't really see that much because of the limbs of the tree. But yeah. oh well, we were in the shade. Yeah, still, you were there. That's like I mean, dude. that was for the speech. Yeah, that was in just the, the actual speech. parade. When, yeah, we we when, were at perfect spot. Yeah, yeah, but for the speech, we had that perfect spot at at first. But then we tried to get a little closer and got a shittier spot because of like just where it was. Yeah, just when we're like old as shit, like let's say forty years down the road. And we're just going over, like, the amount of rings that, like, all of our favorite sports franchises have won. Hell, it could be episode, like, 700 of this bitch. And we're just going to be like, remember when the Nuggets did it, bro? Yeah. The first time? And you guys are going to be like, yeah, bro, that parade was sick. You it was know, crazy. That's a memory that so you, can't, you can't take away from you guys. Yeah. So that was a sea of people, bro. Yeah. And I'm confident that the Nuggets will win at least one more championship. I don't Same. know if it'll be next year. I don't, don't know if it'll be the year after that. But I'm confident Jokic will at least get one more ring. And... You know, I I went to the parade. I don't have to go to the next parade. You know, maybe I might want to, but you, you might know, want to. I won't feel like I'm missing out or that I I, have, I haven't experienced that. Yeah. In case we they don't it. want we another ring, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it was just so cool, and I don't know, such great basketball. The state showed up, dude. They did. Because how many basketball teams where they don't have a parade like that, like where it's like that? Yeah. Like, like that. Also, like, that, was, that was crazy. Something to, that I think should be noted is um, I thought the officiating in game five early was sus. They oh, were like, even yeah. at the end. So, dude. Like that, that, that Jimmy three where no one where, fucking where touched the kick, him. Where I, the kick. I remember dude, when, when, that, when that happened, I was sitting there watching my TV and I was, because he pretty much tied the, the ball game up or near it after that. Close, yeah. It was like down one or whatever it was. When that happened, I was like, if, if the fucking Miami Heat pulled this game off, Sports Center is never gonna live it down. Twitter is never gonna live that play down. Seriously, that play have... bro, he didn't even. Oh my god, that play was. I, I was watching with my parents. My mom was freaking out. Oh, she yeah. was like, the whole... I, I freaked out too. I was like, no. The whole bar was fucking oh, going no. crazy, bro. They're that about was to riot. Jimmy Butler was like <laughs> yeah, um, public enemy number one in Denver Dude, for that. Denver would have rioted. Denver would have had a riot. <laughs> well, we did have a riot because we won, but it would have been a really pissed. Riot it would have been, been a bad riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bad riot. Now. I don't know if I called it or if I suggested it, but I did say that I think the Nuggets would do it in five, and how cool would it be for them to win it in Denver? Yeah. No, yeah. So not like I told you so moment at all, more so like how perfect was that? That's like a Goldilocks ending to a season. Dude, it was like the perfect ending. Yeah. I wish I was there for the night when they won it. I wanted to be there so bad. As I seen all the stuff going down, I like got sad. I was like, oh, why am I not? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't go downtown, but. And so that shit was wild. That would have been downtown. fun. That would have been fun, dude. Yeah, yeah. Downtown would have been crazy. You saw videos of it, right? Yes, yeah. dude. That was so crazy. yes, it was crazy. I commented on like how when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, I was like, "This is my favorite year of sports" because like it was the Warriors were the NBA champs, the Chiefs were the Super Bowl champs, and yeah. then I won fantasy football or whatever. And so you guys for like forty-eight hours, you had the Nuggets and the Avalanche being the reigning defending champs. 
Yeah. And then um, Vegas just won it. And then so. Vegas won it. Yeah. Like 48 hours later. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, did you hear that a police officer got hit by a, a fire truck in the parade? Lovely. That's why it was so, like, spread apart for a while. Oh, really? Remember, that, remember we were waiting? We are like, where's the rest of the trucks? Fire truck hit a police officer, like, in the road. That's crazy. At least there was so medics they stopped on everything. And they, they were going on slow hand. as fuck. <laughs> How do you do this, Mr. Police Officer? Oh How do you gosh. do this, bro? And, and fire truck driver. Like what both, are you doing, dude? Both what are you guys doing? They're just trashed. Right? Everyone's faded. Oh, it was so fun, man. It was yeah. so fun. Are you guys um aware of any NBA free agents that are worth talking about? One that I was gonna mention is um Draymond today is believed to have opted out or will be opting out of his like twenty some million dollar um, player option, and the team is optimistic about retaining him. Um, I mentioned before Bob Myers stepped down as the GM. The new GM is um. Mike Dunleavy Jr. Yeah. He used to play for um, Chicago, and his dad played as well. Yeah. So I'm really happy to have him as a general manager for the team. Yeah, I mean, that job, I don't know if I would want that job. Because obviously I have Steph, but, like, you're in, a like, a two-year window, and then after that, you're just blowing that shit up. Yeah. Um, so for Draymond, I, I don't see Draymond taking a pay cut because him and Jordan Poole have beef, and you just paid – Jordan Poole all this fucking money and you not gonna pay me like what the fuck no. so I'm accepting if I'm staying with the Warriors I'm accepting that if I'm not staying with the Warriors then I'm declining and gone somewhere else well so the news uh, that also broke recently is that um it's reported that since he's became general manager he's already receiving calls for both Kaminga and Poole so yeah. if you can get rid of Jordan Poole because he's on an extremely expensive contract that they were kind of forced to give him coming off that championship run anyway um you give you off like you get him off your books, save a little bit of money. Maybe that motivates Draymond to stick around. Now, as far as what do you do to retain like talent at that point, I don't know. Because if you just keep Steph, Clay, and Dre, excuse me, I don't think them and like um, Looney, they're not enough to put it over. Like it, you keep all those guys, and you still have like Andrew Wiggins. That's a good starting five still. But we're just we're even less deep with Jordan Poole gone, and he's yeah. not even that deep. This yeah, past and Kaminga, like, and Kaminga didn't get anywhere near enough minutes, but he's such a liability at times. Yeah, he's a dude who can like rim run and play really, really good defense, or he plays like low IQ moments where it's just like, come on, dog, you need to like switch or hedge or something. Yeah. So I mean, but that was that's I think that's what hurt you guys last year was the depth. I mean, that's you guys true. Just didn't but, have the depth, and I don't think you guys. Are, I think Divincenzo's leaving. Yeah, he's probably gone. But exactly, if I'm not mistaken, he was honestly wonderful though. He, he I was loved, decent. I loved everything that he brought to the team, his, like, go-getter mentality, everything. Like, he was a really good defensive player, made clutch threes at times. He wasn't really, like, a take-the-game-over type of dude, but he would, he could go off for, like, 15 points on a, any given night. Yeah, but you guys are going to have to replace all those guys, and whether you can get as good of players is questionable. It's beyond questionable. Um, and obviously, Clay Thompson didn't play very well in the playoffs. Nope. Uh, in the first round, he played okay. But in the second round, played really bad. Um, so, you know, ho hopefully he can bounce back. But everyone's a year older. Steph's the only one that's still doing his thing. He's, uh, yeah, he's still, like, he's not necessarily in his prime, but he's not regressing, really. Yeah, he's yeah he's regressing slowly. But his game is not really athletically based. Other than his cardio. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, his acceleration will take a small hit, but that's not what he relies on, mm -mm. ultimately. Um, so, I'm not worried about Steph. I think he'll still be good. 
But you guys need Draymond. If you guys don't get Draymond, then you guys aren't competing for a championship. No, it's just no, that's that. implied. It's just he's, that simple. His basketball IQ and what he's capable of doing on defense, even though it doesn't look like a bunch of numbers on a piece of paper, you can watch mad highlight reels of this past like playoffs run alone of him getting like two on one fast breaks by himself and stopping it. So yeah. he's definitely irreplaceable. Yeah. Um. um what other news we we could address? We have to address the John Morant news. Yeah, let's go ahead and address that. So John Morant, of course, um, uh, what's his name? David Stern is that the um, the NBA? President? No, that was the old one. That's the old one. Um, I can't think of the Adam current Silver. One. Adam Silver. So yeah, Adam Silver announced uh, that John Morant has been suspended officially for twenty five games, and there are other implications which they haven't necessarily outlined. I have yeah. to assume social media related, probably. I wouldn't be shocked if the NBA like had to um, like impose like a uh, like a legal chaperone to keep his whereabouts like a one. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that is even legal. I don't know what that looks like. But with yeah. the amount of money he's making, he's on a big contract. He's one of the biggest faces in the NBA, undoubtedly, especially being as young as he is. So, I mean, do I think this is a just punishment? I suppose he's going to lose a hell of a lot of money. I'm not mad at what he did. I'm mad at the implications of what he did and him getting caught on live. Like, if you could just do that and not get record it and no one knows that that's what you're up to, more power to you because that's none of my business. When everyone sees it and you got kids who look up to you, you, you just look dumb. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. 25 you, games, I think, is a little on the low side, but that's close to a third of the season. Yep. So, you know, that's kind of a lot. Uh that and should then, have significant implications on the team's success. Yeah, I mean, I doubt they're going to be a really high C, but they play pretty good without them. They so do play we'll higher Q, IQ basketball without them. Yeah, so, um, but there's implications, so it might increase. Uh, that's what I take away from it. I'm like, okay, if you violate, it's kind of like parole almost is how yep. I'm thinking about it, is if you violate this, then you're going to get suspended some more games or something like that. That's what I envisioned with the whole, uh, whatever you called it earlier. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I think it's just um, hopefully he gets his shit together because it's not a good look for the kids, the yeah. kids that are looking up to Jaw, and they're like, oh, well, I want to be like Jaw Morant, and then now I'm going to be toting guns around. Like, is there kids looking up to Jaw like that? Oh, absolutely, sure. absolutely. Dude, he does the gritty, and everyone. Yeah, you're right. 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 First of all, yeah, if I you forgot about that, if you just like that. yams, aka getting mean, savvy dunks, John yeah. Morant. John Morant's is, the man. He's top three flashiest yeah. dunker in the league right now. You're right. You're yeah. right. You and guys are totally. Everyone right. loves watching dunks, and he's the best dunker in the NBA, other than maybe Zion. Yeah, which we'll talk about in maybe a second. We yeah. yeah, we definitely should. We should just in, just segue right into that so zion is rumored to be getting chopped he's might and might get traded he might get traded and like there's all kinds of things coming out like allegedly i read that he has no established relationship with virtually the whole team like he doesn't associate with them outside of like practice and what? like yeah. yeah he that's not good that's definitely not good he does rehab like wherever he wants he goes wherever like a lot of teams will be like you know let's do rehab at the facility so we can help you and you know give you and then keep you know keep an eye on you as well it's like weird to keep an eye on you but just make sure they're doing everything they need to be doing. Yeah, and he's but, like, I'm good. I'm going to go here. And they're like, okay. Because they just signed into a like $250 million contract extension. What a fucking hater. Why so, is he such a hater? So him getting traded has a couple teams that are the internet seems to deem the best landing spots for him. And like one of the ones that I've seen talked about a lot is the Knicks. But the thing about that is Julius Randle would be ha irrefutably, it would be a multi-team trade. Because no one's going to just trade Randle for Zion. That's not, yeah. no one's into that. Yeah. 
as far as where they will go or where he could go, like that's one I saw. I saw some people were trying to say like the Bulls. I don't know if they can afford him or like they're shopping Zach Levine as we speak. Yeah. So that's one thing that they're trying to get rid of. Um, it, it's kind of a catch twenty two with Zion. If you assume Zion is going to be on the court and participating and healthy, that's the good faith uh, assumption. He's like a twenty seven point a night guy. He's a beast. He's yeah. undoubtedly a valuable asset to whatever team can have him. But he's not strung together like a 75-game, like just 75 games in a row in his entire professional career. Yeah. Which is like, it's very like nerve-wracking. He's got all this money going towards him. So the teams that are going to get him aren't teams that are competing right now, logically. Well, so some people are saying that they might trade Zion for the second or third overall pick in the draft. I was hearing that. So Damn. that puts it to the Hornets. LaMelo and Zion, fire. Don't know if that'll <laughs> right? happen, but that'd be yeah, sick. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then we Could you have... imagine that NBA announcer? For dude, the... oh my god, yes. Have you heard the NBA announcer for the Hornets? He yes, needs to be in dude. WWE. I think, I'm pretty sure you guys showed me that. He's crazy. He's... What do you do? Like, he yeah. just screams. Every, everything. Oh, Three-pointer in the corner, he's going wild. Like it's yeah. the NBA Finals and they just won the championship. That's He's right. like the Gus Johnson of NBA. They're all twenty. Yeah. They're all twenty five down, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, but no, yeah, for real. That that's, would, that's fire. That's yeah. what you need. That would be sick. Um, that's a real hype, man. The third pick is Portland. Yeah, so he could go with Dame. These are all hypotheticals because Dame is trying to trying to get with another superstar, and yeah. so Zion would complete that. Ooh, um, but that'd be a fire duo. Do you miss out on the potential of Zion Williamson because he's? Uh, He's a medical bust in my heart. Well, but moment. he's a talent that if you're wrong on Zion, like that will you're really you're stay fired. with your career forever. Like yeah. the next team, you, you get fired. The next team, like why'd you trade Zion? Like, I'm sorry, he missed like so many games. Um, now, if you're the Pelicans, if I'm the Pelicans GM, I'm not trading Zion. One reason, in his contract, he has uh, injury protocols. So if he's injured, he doesn't get paid as much. Also, he has weight protocols. And he has weight protocols. If he, if he weighs more than, like, 295, yep. um, that can make him ineligible for game payment. Exactly. What? Yes. It's because he was the – I didn't know even that was a thing. When he was at Duke, It's a contract. Bro, to, you, you draw it up, and they sign it. Wow. You get held accountable. And that's not the case for every player, yeah. huh? That's just Zion. Zion's well, big. It's Yeah, I know. Big, no, like, he's a gigantic. When he was player. at Duke, at Duke, like, he obviously went into the league later. At Duke, in his college form, he, was this, he would have walked into the league in that form at the second heaviest guy in the whole league. Yeah, it's a big at, dude. At like eighteen years old, yeah, nineteen years old. He's only like six eight, six seven. It's not like he's like six eleven where he's like a big dude. Yeah. He's just like built like a football player. Him, six eight, big though. Like it is, but Jokic, he's yeah, how smaller tall is Jokic? than Jokic. He's like six eleven. Oh Everyone calls him God, a seven footer, dude. He outweighs so Jokic by like probably like what? Uh, twenty twenty pounds, maybe. It, it depends. I haven't seen. Regardless, him though. So like this is. This is crucial because it's like you got to like yeah. look past um, Zion as like the number one overall draft pick because that's no longer it's not that he isn't that it's just this this is a different circumstance this is a super paid valuable injury prone guy so yeah the, the question is where is he gonna go and what teams are on in sorry what teams are on his radar well yeah I mean he doesn't have a no trade clause so the team can ship him wherever the fuck they want mm-hmm. um, I just if I'm the Pelicans GM I'm not really trying to trade him I'm trying to keep him. And just ride the wave, and if I fuck up, then I fuck up. But you don't want Zion to be the best player in basketball, which he potentially could be, and then you're that guy that missed out on that. True. So, I mean, if I'm the Pelicans, though, as lame as this sounds, like if you could somehow get your like second overall pick, let's say, 
Yeah. And then you get rid of him. You're going to get what? Brandon Miller was his name? Yeah, Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson, whoever you choose. So let's just say, to humor, you have Brandon Miller for this scenario. So you get Brandon Miller. You've already got um, Brandon Ingram, who's a valuable asset there. They have a lot of young guys, especially they got young guys who are coming up. I mean, I feel like they would be they would win probably just as many games unless Zion was playing, obviously. If he's I mean, playing, you're not going to win more when, games. But when Zion was playing, they were the number one seed, bro. Exactly. you got to remember that. Like, they were good at the beginning of the year. I know it's the beginning of the yep. year. And with Zion's, how he plays, so he, he plays in the paint. He yeah, just he's a paint. goes well, I mean, to the paint. Big-ass guy. I mean, why would he? And lays it up. Is that doable in the playoffs? Is that going to be as good in the playoffs, that play style? In my opinion, I don't think so. Because big men are going to be like, you're not getting in here. I'm going to do my best to stop you. The regular season, there's not a lot of defense that's getting played. Guys aren't trying to take a charge from a guy that's 280 pounds running at you full speed. Exactly. I'm not trying to take that charge. Fuck that. <laughs> exactly. And these guys aren't either. So, But in the playoffs, guys are going to take that charge because it's a fucking playoffs. It's where you make you your gotta money. got to take that hit. Bruce Brown just made so much money. Gabe Vincent made so much money just from the playoffs. So I don't think once they get to the playoffs, I don't think Zion's game is going to carry over. If Zion, if Zion can learn how to shoot threes, then that you know obviously takes my take away. But uh, I'm not a huge believer in Zion in the playoffs. But they are a good team when he is healthy. Number one seed until he got hurt. Once he got hurt, they fucking started shitting the bed. Yep. So it's just it's tough. It's in a tough spot for if you're the Pelicans GM. Tough job right now. They're wild, man. They're fed up, it seems, though. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, and Zion's just got that chick pregnant, the stripper, and there's all kinds of drama with that. Yep. So, you got a stripper in Houston pregnant? or wherever. Yeah. You got a stripper pregnant. and then You got a stripper pregnant? You didn't hear about this? Yeah. No, dude. And then there's a bunch of porn stars coming out that he was hooking up with he's them. banging porn stars? Yeah. And he's living life while he's hurt. Yeah, he's living Doesn't life. Doesn't he bro. have a lady or something? No, now he, now he does because he got her pregnant, but... <laughs> yeah, but before that he didn't. <laughs> so he was just single, living the life. Like, I let him guess. do his thing. I I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying, as the team, you know, he's got all this is coming out all at the same time. That's not good timing. It's the worst timing. It's unfortunate. <laughs> so they're always getting traded. I'm a porn star, Zion. Fuck me. Like, <laughs> like that's crazy. Damn, Zion's out here like that. I didn't know he was out here like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, he's living life. I sure. mean, I guess. Yeah, a little bit too much. Uh, bit too yeah, much. that's a little too much. It's too much life living there, I think. Yeah. Homie's going in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we have the NBA draft. It's happening next Thursday, I believe. Uh, so a lot of players are going to get traded before that or not get traded. That's when trades happen oh, because man. those draft picks are worth a lot. It's kind of like the NFL draft. A lot of uh, trades will happen before. Are we the trading NFL anybody? Draft. Is Denver trading anybody? Probably not. If I'm I Denver, I'm so. running it back at the same. I'm roster, running it back, dude. I'm not trying to trade anyone. Uh, if I'm trying to re-sign people, then sure. But I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to trade anyone mm. unless they're non non valuable. They didn't play that much. True. So. Um, Damn. Okay, Denver. Yeah, uh, Nuggets trade during the NBA Finals traded for uh, two, or I think it's just one second round pick this year. And then a first next year, and then a second next year. During the NBA Finals, we traded for this, which is kind of random. But who did we trade? Uh, the Thunder. We traded a first round draft pick in like 2029 or 2027. Oh, damn. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> we got a while. Yeah, exactly. So, but we did that because that's when Jokic's contracts up. That's when Jamal's that makes contract sense. Okay, up. that makes sense. That so makes it's sense. worth something because next year's draft pick, I don't even think we have one. But if we did, it wouldn't be worth very much because we're going to be a top ten team at least. So. 
wild. Yeah. Wild how far it's come, huh? It's been crazy, bro. It's been crazy going to the Nuggets. Because last year we made the playoffs, we lost and then we lost the to the Suns. No. Uh, no. Warriors in the first round. Oh. Dave went to a game. Ah! Oh. Yeah. Oh, the year, Dave. year before that, dude, you, we lost to the Suns. Oh, Dave. The, the Warriors, <laughs> this guy, dude. The, I so, swear. The Warriors kind of have like a low-key rivalry with the Nuggets, but I kind of blame it on Andre Iguodala because he jumped ship and went to the Warriors. And then that was the like Blossom series where we saw the Steph and Clay Splash Brothers. They splashed all those threes. Yeah. They lost that very next season to in the first round to um, CP3 and company and the Clippers. And then it was all she wrote from there. Championship City. God yeah. damn it. But the Nuggets I are them now. About that. Last year, I said this in Denver when we won Game Three. I also, I mean, I was in an elated mood. We just won Game Three. We were up like three nothing. So I was walking around yelling like uh, Warriors in four, which we didn't do. But um, I said if um, MPJ and Jamal was healthy and on the court, there it's very unlikely we we would have won that series. And guess who just won the ship? Yeah, with while healthy. That group. <laughs> Yep. No coincidence. That's why I put money on them. That's why I won fucking three hundred and fifty dollars. Is because I knew the Nuggets, if healthy, could fucking win the chip, and they fucking were healthy, and they fucking did, dude. Yeah, it that's was fire. And that's the biggest um, variable you gotta like really wagers is the state of health. Everything outside of that, you guys were built for this. It's just whether or not you get there in that form, and yep. you did, and it worked. It worked yep. great. And that's why towards the end of the season, Joker Jokic sat out those games. Um, is because we wanted to be healthy. That's all we knew we needed to do, and we were still the number one seed. So it was a great, great run for sure. Um, do you guys think the Nuggets could be a dynasty? Because the Warriors were a dynasty. Do you guys think the Nuggets could be a dynasty? Um, I confidently think that the Nuggets have the highest odds to win in the West next season, as it sits now. We haven't yeah. seen any crazy free agent trades, nothing yet. That being said beyond the two-year gap is a little bit of a question mark just because I don't know the contract scenarios for a lot of people. Like, I know Jamal's there for a while. He's got probably, like, three years left on his contract. Yeah. Um, MPJ, you guys extended him pretty prematurely, but for good reason. I think he's got two more years. So then um, he'll be approaching his maybe, like, option year or something like that. Um, Jokic, if, if Jokic wants, and it's all about, like, how long he sees himself playing in the league, Jokic has the... Two hundred million dollars second contract written all over it or all over him. Yeah, I don't know if he'll. But does he do want that? Because yeah. he might. He might say like, actually, I'm just gonna do like a, like a two year, like, let's say forty five million dollar contract, and that's all I'm gonna do, and then this is it. Because he's proved he's exceeded anything he ever had to prove. Oh yeah, I don't think he came into the league thinking I gotta prove this. I but he's, he's the trying to ball. Y'all don't have a dynasty without him, and so that's why I'm like, w contracts will potentially hinder that from happening. But if you yeah. can keep this core together, then you there's nothing really stopping you unless someone walks yeah. into the league crazy free agent move. I don't see any team like I didn't see any weaknesses, and I don't think you guys are losing anybody, which proceeds to have no weaknesses. Yeah. Our core is signed up for the next two years. Exactly. So that's the why next two years we have our entire core. So yeah. that's my question. And so we, next season you should you should do it. You should be favored to do it. Season after that, you should potentially be favored to do it again. And if you guys can somehow, if you squeak three in there, that's a dynasty. We got to see how they play next year. Though. Two, like, two is borderline. Yeah, it's, two it's, is not a dynasty. I think if you have three or four, I think that's depending three and depending if, on the amount of years. Now let's say you guys go um, next season. Don't win the finals, but you go to the finals, and then you go back that very next season and win it. That's a dynasty. That's three appearances. Yeah, but the the Heat 
have been to two finals in the past four years and three conference championships, and I don't think they're a, they're not a dynasty. No, they haven't won one. But even if they won one NBA Finals, I wouldn't consider them a dynasty because. But I consider three appearances, kind of a like three appearances and two wins is pretty dynastic because that's yeah. like that's the like if you consider winning three a dynasty, winning two but going to three is like a diet dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Or we just uh, we just have to see because. We got to see their motivation next year too. Like your motivation is completely different when you don't have a ring and you've never been to a finals before. As it is coming off of a beautiful win when you're sleeping in silk sheets now. Like let's see how these people or how our team responds next year. Like we got to see how their response is yeah. next year because they got to be firing still. The, yeah. like, the scary thought is if got to be firing still. Out of all of your guys' um, lineup, the only player that I think has has the um, eyesight potential to really get a lot better going into next season i'm not this is not a backhanded statement i think mpj has a lot of room for improvement as to where i think jamal murray averaging like 30 points a night in the playoff 27 points a night in the playoffs like there's obviously room for perfection but that like i would tell him do whatever you're doing don't change it keep doing it same thing Jokic, do whatever you're doing don't change it um aaron gordon whatever you did for these playoff runs keep it up brother like shit like that. Yeah. MPJ could legitimately take another step. Like he could win MVP or not MVP. He could win um, NBA Most Improved Player next year. He could have won it this year. He was honestly like one of the um, potential dudes to win it. So yeah, that's also a very awesome thought. He had a great regular season. Just yeah. when the finals came around, he was just couldn't hit a shot. But his he but knows no his, one could. He knows his job on that team is to be like third guy up on on the points technically. Like obviously he there's other be. dudes, but in in a perfect world, he should be the number three guy. Yeah, yeah. MPJ definitely has the most to improve, um, but hopefully he gets it back. And you know, he's still young. Like he's the youngest out of all those guys. He's mm-hmm. the youngest by far. So um, I'm I'm confident he'll be good. And if he doesn't, then you know we 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 basically won the finals like without MPJ. MPJ played a good role in uh, Game Five. He had like 17 points. Yeah, I was gonna say boards. game five, he kind of showed yeah, back up, but he still couldn't shoot though. Like, but he he made a nice three. In game he five. made that one three. The one three, yeah. yeah. Which was I like wonder a, what he was though. What was he like? One for he was like one of six, I think. Which and when he shot that, I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, whoa, all. that's a crazy shot, and I'm like, it's so crazy, it might go in and it fucking win. It went in, It'd be bro. like that it sometimes. Was wild though. It was. We needed that shot too. The we bar needed that. erupted. Every single three that we shot that was open, the bar was getting ready to explode, and then it didn't go in. We're like, oh. And then every time, oh, and then finally he hit that three. I and we were was, like, yeah! Exactly. Yeah, that's fire. It was, it was crazy. He hit that little nutmeg where he, like, went behind his leg and caught it. That, that shit was wild. He was losing the ball and managed to keep it going with his momentum. He did that on purpose, but, like, it was very risky. But he made it work. I, I, fuck, I love MPJ. He's great. He's awesome. Shout buddy. out MPJ. Um, you played, like, one and a half, like, games in a tournament outside of the um, March Madness for Mizzou. Yep. But you're still Mizzou. <laughs> you Mizzou. Yep. That's like a, it, that'd man. be a hard jersey to have. An MPJ Mizzou jersey. That would be sick. The Their black and gold. Are pretty sick. <sighs> yeah. Jesus. Um, it's fire. So out of all the championships uh, in Colorado, Ricky, I want you to rank this. Which ones would mean the most to you? Like mm. out of all the four major sports. Fuck. Baseball man. ain't got it yet. Right, but like if they were to win, like which one would mean? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that that is his least significant one. Is baseball, yeah, for sure, is the least one. So what's number one? Broncos, then hockey, 
is third. And okay. then I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, it probably would be. If the Broncos won the Super Bowl, would it be that lit? Like, I didn't get to go the last time, so I really yeah. don't know how it was. Like, it, did it have the turnout like the Nuggets had? Again, it's in February. Yeah, maybe not, but. I don't think so, but honestly, that's it's I would. close, I'm sure. I want the Broncos. I I grew up watching more football than basketball, so I want the Broncos to win the champion the the Super Bowl more. But I want the I want the finals to happen again and us to win it again, so I yeah. can go and have fun with everybody who just had fun last this year. Yeah, like I would want that again. But you know, even if we didn't do it back to back, I'd still want that. So I so want to say you, I don't know. That's a hard pick. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Guaranteed. That's hard. You, whoever you pick wins a championship next year. Broncos or not. Okay, if I pick. Like, guaranteed. Like, I mean, you pick I, them, they win a championship. I think it's next year. No matter yes, what. Like, yes. next year from this year, Nuggets. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay so back to back? Come on. No, okay, okay. one thing. Back to back? You know how lit it's going to be back to back? That would be sick. The parade was crazy this year. If we did it again? That would be wild. Mike Malone would be on the mic. All, even more <laughs> drunk. Way more drunk. Yes. Way more and he'd drunk. be like... Wait, what did I say? Yeah. We were going to be back and we're back. Dude, yeah. it'd be intense. Yeah. It'd be intense. I'd go earlier this time. <laughs> right? I'd go earlier. Yeah, man. Come on, dude. It'd be crazy. Be I would love that. Yeah. Hands down. I wouldn't even give it a thought for the Broncos to win. Because we're, I mean, let's be honest. We're trash right now. Yeah, probably. We're trash right now. We, you know what I mean? So if we, I would be so surprised if we did it though. What if we won a Super Bowl with our team now? That'd be crazy. That would never. That'd be crazy, though. There's like a zero, a negative zero percent chance of that. I mean, you can't make a negative zero, but you get it. Yeah. Like (laughs) underdog story as fuck. Dude, that would be intense. But the party is wild. Yeah. Like I expected the Nuggets to make the finals this year. Like that was my expectation. Yeah. Not to win it, but obviously that's what I wanted. But, like, my bare minimal to make expectation it all the way. was, like, we should make the finals this year. I mean, year. we have the yeah. better team if we look at it. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. We'd have to really break well, it down. But last year, at the beginning of the year, at the I, was beginning like, of the year yeah. I was like, we should make it. Mm. What were we going to say earlier, Dave? Um, I was going to say, it's kind of cool to think about, like, one-way basketball is kind of more lit than football in terms of being a fan. So, imagine you're a fan. You If your team goes on a playoff run, you have, like... If you're in the wild card, you have that game to look forward to. If you go to the second round, you have that game to look forward to. If you're in the conference championship, that's like three games you can kind of get lit for. And then game four being Super Bowl, you have an entire series of opportunities to be lit for your team, to be involved in your city, <coughs> all these things. And then, yeah. like, imagine if, like, the, the perfect storm would be if your team was the um, in the finals, the lower seed, but you sweep the opposing team. So games three and four are at home. Could you imagine the pandemonium of that? And right. the Nuggets could do that. Yeah. So this is a good point. Who do you guys think is more likely to be a back-to-back champ, the Chiefs or the Nuggets? Chiefs. You think the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. You think so? We're favored to win every game this year. Right, but yeah, it's the you guys Super have Bowl. A, don't you guys have an easier schedule this year, too? We're last, like middle of the last year. Then middle last year, we had the hardest um, first eight so games you, yes, in terms definitely. of like success in like NFL history. They're, your schedule's looking pretty easy. Compared to what it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I genuinely think that the uh, the chief like there's less room for error in football. That's an absolute fact. That's what I'm saying. One person goes down, the the better team in basketball typically will win a series because you have seven games to prove. Okay, we're the better team. Yep. Football, you have one game. You have what 48 minutes? Mm-hmm. No more than that. 
an hour. An, yeah, 60 minutes um, to prove. But if someone goes down, if someone rolls an ankle. Especially the the king on the chessboard, the quarterback. Exactly. That is supposed to be the – Hold on. Hold Kelsey, on. you know what I mean? Or, did, or like a, or like did, a key player, yeah. Did like Mahomes that. not roll his shit and then go win Super Bowl MVP? I mean, you had just had to bring that up, huh? Uh, I mean, he did it. You the... just you just explained quarterback and ankle. I'm sorry. He rolled. It. <laughs> he got yeah. landed on um, against Jacksonville. Yeah, so that was like multiple weeks after the fact. But you know, that... <laughs> the way he said it. <laughs> well, he's actually. He's, I thought you meant that it happened during the, the game, it's... which I know no, you. No. I know you know didn't happen. But yeah, that's what the way it sounded. So he got his ankle hurt against Jacksonville. They wanted to take him out. Um, he refused to go out. Managed to like walk it off, was still tense, and then played with a bum ankle for the remainder of the postseason. Well, they shot him up at halftime. You oh, know, you know, get... they shot. Yeah, with, hell the, yeah. They pulled out the suitcase. Yeah, exactly. Got the, <laughs> they got the special shit. But um, got shot up. I was only saying mentioning that because of the way you verbatim explain what Mahomes did. <laughs> You're That's like, true. if one person goes down, like a quarterback rolls his ankle, I'm just like... Yeah. I said, or a key player, like a fucking Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, if Kelsey goes down, like, obviously we're not as... But that was sketch. When Mahomes went down, everyone was like, oh, fuck. Chiefs oh. probably aren't going to win this game. Probably not. And yeah. so, and if it happens in one game in the NBA Finals, he can come back the next game or, you know, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, of course. Right? Versus football, it's like, if you're out for that game, you know, they're done. So... My point is, is that I think a lot there's a lot more variables in a NFL game yep. than there is a NBA Finals. Facts. Typically, the best team in the NBA Finals or just NBA playoff series is going to win. Not always in yeah, the NFL the, does that happen. The expression in the NFL, even though it applies to any game, is any, any given Sunday. Yeah, any given Sunday. Yeah. There's there, there's no such thing as any given series. Yeah, we've never heard that. We've seen series that like flip flopped, and we've seen some wishy washy performances, but. It's not really like that in the in, uh, NBA, which is true. So the do they have the least room for error in the postseason? Sure. But I just think that we have the best coach in football. I don't think Malone, in no discredit to him, I don't consider him the best coach in basketball. Yeah, but in the, do I. In yeah, the West, no. in the West, I think he's got to be like top three, top four. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'd say he's probably top three. Only people I'd put over him is Spolstra, Kerr. And I'd say Malone is number three. There you go. So I mean, like, Greg Popovich is still pretty good, but he hasn't but, done shit in a while. So the, all things considered, um, just comparing the two, like the Nuggets have a lot better opportunity to do it because of the variables of making the playoffs, games you can afford to lose, stuff like that. I just don't think that uh, – I think both teams are the favorites to win the championships next year. They are. Nuggets are barely – when the when the season starts, I guarantee the Nuggets will not be the favorites that to could win the be, championship. That could be a fun, crazy – two-part parlay to have both yeah. those teams win their championships i don't know if you could parlay that up but if you can i've seen some crazy one. this one dude bet like a hundred dollars on um argentina the chiefs and um the nuggets in a three-part parlay he bet like a hundred bucks and he won like 82 grand and damn that's and, dude that's and so intense he attended how do you guess that that is so he attended game five in person so like you can watch nuggets. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so fire! That's how you live, right $100 there. Hundred dollar bet. It was either a hundred or a thousand. I think it was a thousand. Regardless, you just made I would like, attend game five. You just made like eighty grand, my guy, on that a three. And that's like if you think three about legs. it, those the Nuggets were maybe not favorites. Argentina, Fuck no. Who knows about um, soccer and betting on soccer? But um, you have they Messi. were the favorites. They so were. you have Argentina, who's questionably favorites. The Chiefs, who were questionably the favorites, and then you have the Nuggets, who were. Should have been the favorites. They were like plus two thousand. I bet on them. Bet on them in October. So that's a very. Yeah. That sounds like a generic safe parlay with just all the odds stacked against it. We won't. We, you wouldn't win that, win that much. Um, 
because I think the Chiefs are the Chiefs are definitely the favorites. I think at like plus four hundred or like something the, like that. The Eagles might be number one, but it's them. The it's those too. two. Regardless, I would say the Chiefs probably. Well, um, while we're because they beat them. While we're mentioning football, very briefly, there's not much news to be had. Um, the Chiefs got their Super Bowl rings last night. Oh, really? Are they cool? Oh, dude, I sent them to our Discord chat because they're just that fire. It's subjective, obviously. You, it's your team, it's your ring, but it's it's really cool. They have a whole ceremony where, like, when you open the box, the box has an LED screen and it plays highlights, and it's got like Mitch Holtis. Oh, I think I've seen that. Mitch Holtis screaming like Kansas. It just, dude. I think I've seen that. Chills. Yeah, that's fire, dude. I'll show you. Good rings. So Chiefs are plus 600 uh, to win the Super Bowl. Nuggets are plus 460. We're more favorites. We are more favorites. Uh, If you do a two-leg parlay, that's plus 3,200. Damn, that's good. You bet 10 bucks to win 380. Oh, that's fucking dope, dude. That one's that's a sick ring. That's a sick ring right there. And so one that's fire. One thing that's I wanted fire. to make note. So there the was three a, trophies. That's that's fire. There was a press conference recently where um it was with the Bengals and they asked Joe Burrow like who do you consider the um the best quarterback in the league and his response was very politically correct. He was just like yeah I would have to say Pat until someone can knock him off his throne. Yeah. And that's the like that's a no that doesn't shade himself in any way. He's not like because if you think about it you want him to say himself but whatever. And then they interviewed um, Jamar Chase in the locker room or some shit. Like, I don't know what the circumstance was. They're like, how do you feel about what he said about who's the best quarterback in the league? And he goes, who did he say? He said, Pat. And then he goes, Pat who? And then that started a little Twitter drama. And so when Pat got his second ring, he's wearing both of his rings and he's going like that. And he says, um, or I, like something like he tweeted, like, I'm who or some shit like that. Oh. So he was getting, he was joking back at Jamar Chase. Yeah. Shit was flip. Like, ah. <laughs> uh. I just had to mention it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, I heard about Chris Jones. Yeah, he um, didn't go to the mandatory camp because, I mean, if you think about it, one thing that we should mention is um, Frank Clark just got signed to the Broncos. I think we mentioned that last week. But, yeah, um, we did. He was, like, ter- uh, he had a whole tirade on social media advocating to bring him back to the Chiefs. So, like, I think he took that a little bit personally, the fact that they couldn't work it out and get him back. And on top of that, he was, like, kind of due for his next um, extension. And in lieu- about Chris Jones or Frank Clark? Um, Chris Jones. Okay. So Chris Jones, in lieu of Frank Clark not being resigned and everything, I think is a little bit butthurt. And I think he's wanting to get his contract negotiated. I said before that I don't think Chris Jones plays one snap of football without that extension this appro- uh, yeah. approaching season. He if shouldn't. not, it, he's going to get it like week three. Reason being is because they could be like kind of negotiating with the anticipated cap exp- uh, expansion and everything like that. And it might be within their best interest to have that contract signed at a later date. And I feel like that's what it is. But let's face it. I don't he think w- it matters. He wants it's to be just an extension. He wants to be the highest paid dude in the league at his position with the exception of Aaron Donald. Yeah. He which... said, I think he's better than him now. Now, not historically. Uh... He had the best um, defensive end season last year in the league. He had yeah, 15 and a half sacks. Rams were trash last year. Regardless. When you're on a competing team, you're going to play harder than if that's, you're on a trash That's fair. Team. But if we're just talking like performance going again i'm not saying he's better than him outright he just performed better than him last season oh i thought you said he was better than him no i said he played better than him oh okay so he wants to be paid it's like it's his second season he's um, done 15 and a half sacks tying it and he had huge crucial sacks in the afc championship game last play of the afc championship game he sat joe burrow on his butt you know what i'm saying so we don't win without him he's the anchor on our defense he's our defensive mvp it's not even close yeah yeah, I saw that the GM was like, that's on our list of things to do. And I was like, damn, bro. Like, 
you got to say it like that. Just be like, yeah, we're trying to get it done. Be like, it's on the list. We'll get to it when we <laughs> yeah. get to it. I was like, bro, Brett, what the fuck? Brett Veach is a wizard. Just let that man cook. I mean, I just don't like his comment. If I'm Chris Jones, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm on the list. Like, I better be on the fucking top. Like, what? Like, I don't know. I was just surprised that that was his comments. True. It's just a weird way to say it. Exactly. Be like, yeah, we're, we're working on it. That's all you got to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw that. You guys definitely need him. I think you guys will still be fine. But when it comes to playoffs, you guys will need him for sure. Regular season. I think you guys would do fine without him. You guys would still make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I mean, Pat's going to put up 28 points a game. That's his career average. Yeah. And the key to beating us is doing that. It's very seldom do we get shut down. Got shut down in the Super Bowl because both of our starting tackles were hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just implied he's going to get his. Yeah. Yep. Um, we signed Rasheed Rice. Let's go. Nice. Yeah, it's a rookie. Yep, uh, rookie wide receiver. Um, all the camps have been reporting. Justin Ross has been participating, which is huge because he's the injury, like, darling of the um, undrafted free agent we got last season, and we IR'd him so he could get, like, an ankle surgery. It's always been questioned whether or not he makes the team. We're so stacked at receiver in the sense of the amount of receivers we have because we're going to whittle them down. You know what I'm saying? Like, when the week starts, or week one starts, we're going to have Kadarius Tony's going to be one, um, two... Two might still be MVS, probably. And this is no implication of where they're going to line up. I'm just saying this is the assumed um, receiving leaders for the Chiefs. So, Kadarius, Tony, MVS, after him, they've been claiming that they're going to try to integrate Sky more. Kelsey is implied he's the number one guy. That I'm just not referring to him. Um, outside of that, we got um, Justin Watson coming back. I think the, that, like that white receiver that was a Bucks practice squad player. There's not too many other question marks that I have. As far as who we're gonna have, we just have like ten bodies to whittle down to like six. Got you. Nice. Mm. All right. Any other NFL stuff? Not that I know of. Um, I saw that uh, Jacksonville is going to be like allegedly renovating their stadium on a large scale, and there was a rumor that it could take more than like a season because they might just rebuild the stadium or something to that extent. And their interim stadium that they've asked like the local um whoever for is the um they have like a nascar track or some shit in jacksonville so they might build a like faux stadium on that while they build their new stadium it's like florida as fuck that's a florida ass thing to do right there yeah i mean it would be kind of shitty though because there's no way that seats the same amount of people yeah it's gonna be lame for the jags yeah but could you that'd be hilarious though they would have to extend because you know like with the circle there wouldn't be anyone on that they would just like have the field in the middle where normally people are tailgating for like NASCAR and shit, and then you would have to like extend some si- like semi bleachers all the way to the field. There's no what way you can get around te- it. What if the other team's fans buy out the stadium? <laughs> right. I don't even because there's only a limited amount, so they like get to it first. Yeah, that's what happened with the Chargers when they relocated. They to, went to that soccer stadium for soccer like stadium for like two years. It was like a college soccer stadium. It only seated like twenty five thousand people. Yeah, it was bad. That's yeah, not good. for money's sake, that's terrible. Other than that, I don't have any other NFL news. I saw um, Deion Sanders, who's been having these ongoing medical complications, and he's had, like, skin grafts and all kinds of shit. He's going to lose his foot or something? He allegedly could, yeah. That's not going to affect his coaching ability as far as – He's had this – he has some type of disease that's, like – He has blood clots in his foot. So you don't see his legs ever because he's got, like, mad scarring from surgeries and shit. Oh, dang. Yeah. So he's already lost two toes. Oh man! Yeah, and he's like, my I man's might... down two toes. Yeah, and he's like, I might lose some more. And the doctor's like, you might lose your leg. And he's like, fuck. Damn. 
Yeah. Oh, what kind of disease is that? What I forgot happened? what it is, but regardless, that's like tough to hear because if he, let's face it, if he has to get his foot amputated, the recovery from that might not put him eligible to be like coaching with any type of real intensity for this entire approaching season. I think it'll be okay. One foot Deion Sanders is going to be a great coach. Oh, like if he's there, he's a great coach. So this is all I got. He's like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm hopping around now. Yeah. Hopefully the season's good. We'll see. I'm excited That's for crazy. that crazy. I didn't even year. know that. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Crazy. You can be a top athlete and still have health issues. Yeah. Shit's crazy. Wow. Yeah, not, not quite NFL news, I suppose, yeah, but football, football news. Yeah. That was a good, good topic. Um, Especially if it's Colorado. Based. Let me see. I have some Instagram random things. Because we have Bellator and shit like that, right? Yep. Yeah, we'll go over the UFC card and Bellator and I think PFL already went down. PFL's happening as we speak. Um, so we talked about yesterday. Um, I believe it's happening right now. Mm. So we, if I'm not mistaken, we talked about the um, Brown changing their logo. They did commit to one of them. So that they did. That's them. Yeah. They so that, did. What I say? I told well, you. So that's not the official logo. That's the official dog logo. That's pretty fire. But yeah. yeah. So I they like won't it. use those on game day. That'll just be like a. They're still gonna use the stupid little helmets. Yeah, that's the alternative logo. That's the dog specific logo. I'm disappointed. Why even pick one? Yeah. They wanted the fans to be involved. Other than that. That one's cool, though. That was the cooler one, I think. Yeah. It was, like, less cartoony. I'm trying to see. I don't really know of much other sports news to be noted. Hmm. Other than MMA. So why don't we hit that soundbite? Hit the soundbite, Derek. Now it's time to talk MMA. Oh, yeah. Let's start with this UFC card. (laughs) UFC 289. Let's start with this MMA card. (laughs) UFC 289. We kind of said it last week. It didn't really pull your hair back as far as star power. It wasn't crazy. It was, dare I say, it was better than I anticipated because I had such low expectations. Facts. Let's start with these prelims. Run through them real fast. We had Kyle Nelson winning a decision over Blake Builder. Sorry, Matt. Oh, dang it. Um, and then we have Eamon Zahabi uh, knocking out Quilang Ori. Shout out for Zahabi's brother. And then we have Yasmin Yasadavius beating Miranda Maverick by decision. Then we had a no contest draw between Chris Curtis and Nasruddin Imavov. We didn't really expect that. So what had happened was, is um, if I'm not mistaken, Homie got like poked in the eye real bad, and it was it was incidental. And when it happened, it like tore a cut that like Chris Curtis was bleeding from his face like real bad. Like and they it wouldn't stop. Like they gave him a towel. He like bloodied the towel up, and then he walked up to the ref, started wiping. His shit on the ref's sleeve oh, because that's see that. that's how bad that. the, like the blood was, and he was very persistent because this his one of his last fights ended this exact same way. So he's like, "Yo, please, like, let me. I'm ready to go. I'm good to go." But the doctor, because it was bleeding into his eye, affecting his vision, it's compromised. They stopped the fight. It was terrible. Wow. I feel so bad for him. Wow. Let's yep. move on to this main card. Yeah, sorry. That's a crappy way to end the feature prelim. Yeah. Like, what a way to end the prelims. Let's talk about Mark andre Barriott taking out Eric Anders in a decision win. Right after that, we had Dan Ige get a decision win over Leighton Landwehr. We, I think we kind of called that last week. No, I think we, we said Dan Ige by decision or Landwehr if he can like I thought, knock him out. But I, I want to say we parlayed that fight not going the distance. Oh, really? I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. That was probably my leg. I think so. <laughs> well, I'm a loser. Um, let's talk about Mike Malott, who isn't a loser. MVP of the card. MVP of the card, winning a submission in the second round over Adam Fugit. So, um, Winston, fuck it, lost. Adam, fuck it, lost. Should have bet on the mallet. Yeah. I bet on Builder. 
he did pick Builder over the. He was deciding between the two. True. Well, yeah. the reason I mention it is because um, he was the last Canadian fighter to fight on the card, and then they he won. So Canada went six and zero on this card. It's been nice. a while since, a, and it's in Vancouver. The first time they've been in Vancouver in a minute. Good for them. He had such a huge crowd pop when he came in. One thing that it was hilarious that I noticed live that they didn't mention. Um, as soon as he went to walk out, because you stand there in this little tunnel, and then your music plays, and you walk out for the cameras. All the fans, because he's in Vancouver, hometown guy, or whatever. They were on the railing, super excited to see him. The railing collapsed, and like. 25 people tumbled over even landing almost on him. landed on him dude yeah it, well he like he like barely got out of the way but the, like, you can watch a footage barely. on twitter when it happens as soon as these people fall homie because he's in fight mode he's in go mode like he's ready to go like fight a grown-ass man in his underwear in front of like sixty thousand people or however many is there you know what i'm saying yeah it, the, the thing falls right next to him unfazed hit Did, one of his one of his cornermen got hit though one of his no coaches. one was hurt no one was um sent off in any type of severe injury yeah, no, no one sustained anything and his all coach the people got a charlie horse though his coach got every hit person charlie that horse every person that fell was reassigned to better seats hell yeah allegedly that's so. better they yeah just kick them that's out. the venue <laughs> they that's, just kick them all that's out. not the ufc's fault that's that incompetent venue structure i don't know if yeah, this was like that a, was some weak structure now i'm pretty sure the ufc put those temporary like railings in those spots yeah. so that you could create the tunnel but regardless, I just thought it was funny. But yeah. God damn, does that man hit That hard. almost messed up the fight. That it would have if him. he would have got impacted, like let's say it bounced off his head, that fight can't happen. Yeah. He's been he's been compromised. UFC would sue that venue one hundred percent. Absolutely. And then and, and then those fighters would have to get show pay because they're at the show and oh that happened. Oh my gosh, that would have been a disaster. That was almost that a disaster. Been the, that would have been the Tony Ferguson thing all over again, but like as it happened. But regardless, um, Mike Malott, absolute monster. He's definitely class. He's on UFC's radar to get a like a great next fight. The first fight, it's Canada's the, new star. For the sure. first um, strike of the bout, he threw like um, like a body kick or a spinning heel kick to the body, and like Fugit definitely like winced and was backing up. Like it looked like he was about to end it in the first, but that was his first time, if I'm not mistaken, outside of the first round. I believe he won it in the second, and he's gotten all of his finishes by the first. That was his first second round finish. Yeah, enti- ten wins, ten finishes. The entire like, dude, he and he's chiseled too. That he's man a is beast, crazy. He's got like he's really good mic skills. Um, I think he's got like star potential written all over him. And like you said, Canada, you have found your star child for real. He's Canada's new superhero, really. And so like, I had to make a big emphasis on that because that was my favorite um, moment of the whole card. I don't know, man. I don't know about that because Charles Oliveira got a knockout over Benil Darius right after that in the first round. And what did I say last week? Benil was going to tap him up, touch him. I was wrong. Charles beat his ass pretty now, much the whole fight. I yes, said, Charles I came out like a freaking warrior, dude. And Benil was getting outstruck. I parlayed, like, if I'm not mistaken, that that fight wouldn't go the distance. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure that was what I, I contributed. That was your leg. God damn, did I get that one nail in the Four head. Four minutes and ten seconds, all it took for Mr. Charles Oliveira, winding back the clock. I feel bad for Benil. Nine so, in a row. Well, Benil, the thing is, is um, lost. It sucks that this happened because Benil, besides this fight, taking this fight, deserves a title he shot. He should have had a title he, shot. Like, irrefutably, three fights ago. But his level of competition got real, like strong towards the end of that um, nine fight streak, Charles, and it got man. so you had to go up against Dubronx, who's coming off of his championship loss, who's more determined than ever. He came out swinging, but boy. The thing that he ma- was throwing. I didn't think that um I didn't think Benil Daryush hit harder than like the Michael Chandlers, the Dustin Poitiers, or the Justin Gaethje. So I wasn't worried 
that Dubronx was going to be in, like, chin drama. You know what I'm saying? I was worried that he was going to accept a punch like he had in all of his, like, three or four previous last fights. And he was going to do that, like, take one to give one technique. And he was going to bite him in the ass. Because I felt like Benil Daryush just hits really hard. Yeah. doesn't hit harder, but he hits really accurately. And then, lo and behold, that we never even got to see that. Like, I don't think Daryush really looked like... He just didn't own any moment of that fight. No, dude. He only got 32 strikes landed. It was such a... He only had 12 significantly land, and he th only threw 59. It was probably like six or seven seconds. It, I mean, it happened so fast. We can't... Six or seven seconds into that fight, it was like, I test instantly. You were just like, oh, dude, Bronx is him right now. Yeah. And like that form of Charles Oliveira, I think, takes that title back. Yeah, I agree. If he shows up looking like that... He has I, to stuff Islam's takedowns, though. I right? think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the moment against Islam was big. There was such a hype against it. And, like, it wasn't too big for him because he didn't crumble. He got dropped. And then, like, it was what it was. I just think yeah. that that form of him was just so... His striking looked the best I've ever seen it. Looked great. And against a, a striker. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, I don't know. Like, that That was the most significant moment of the card. I thought the Mike Malott moment was my favorite moment of the card. And when, like, he, when he TKO'd him, you just, like, it's always vicious when you see a guy's legs, like, bouncing to the winds of him getting hit while he's unconscious. Crazy. It was, it was vicious, it bro. It was vicious, dude. Um, I mean, speaking of viciousness, Irene Aldana didn't come with it, huh? No. She didn't show up with it. We had Amanda Nunes winning by a decision. The you most know, remaining, the most decorated woman fighter in history. Uh, laid down the two belts and retired gracefully. Yep, which we kind of saw Had her coming. kid dancing in the cage after. It was a really good scene. Bro, the whole... The, just to talk about the fight for one second, like, it was... Amanda did get wobbled once. Once. One clean right hook that um, Aldana, like, landed, and then, like, she didn't follow up at all. Didn't and it, when it hit Amanda, like, like, it catapulted her balance. Like, you could tell it, it didn't hurt her. She wasn't, like, compromised moving forward. She was just like, oh, I got hit. She, yeah, she got hit really hard yeah. by a girl who trains boxing pretty well. That being said, um, Aldana has a kind of a track record of never really stepping up in her championship fights. She's crazy. She bro. won a belt so back crazy. in like the like the lesser leagues in Mexico, but like once she got to like Invicta, she didn't win the belt. Now that she's she lost the fight for the belt. She, she lost the fight for the belt for the UFC as well. Yep. So like these big yep. moments kind of like got to her. She never really put her foot on the gas pedal and did much. She was just too. She was a victim of the it's moment. Like she was coasting. Kind of. It looked a lot like sparring, but I think that in her mind, with that's just the respect that Amanda deserves with her hands. Amanda's just good, dude. And Amanda won that fight. Or that Amanda fight. was throwing too. She was throwing. Like, she, she, well, she, she, she was, was throwing her to, to the ground, not throwing the bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amanda won that fight when they read the scorecards. It was unanimous, obviously, and it was like it was like fifty forty four. 50-44 in 50-45. That means that there was like Domination. ten sevens, ten nines, ten eights all throughout that. And it, that's what it was. And as she retires, the women's 145-pound division is gone. That was the only yeah, – she was the, the, only. the little tiny seed keeping it going, and they were feeding her everyone. They were feeding her Holly Holmes. They fed her Megan Anderson that one time. Everybody, that was a mistake. Yeah. Homegirl Megan got destroyed. She retired immediately. Now she's a PFL um, person, which is awesome. I love when fighters get out of career opportunities. But I like Megan Anderson too. Was, but that being cool. said, um, Amanda Nunes – is the greatest female fighter of all time. And I don't think that yeah. it's going to be a long time. Like we're going to have to see them come onto the scene at like 20 to have the potential to do what Amanda did. She yeah. has like, I think nine UFC belts now, bro. 
that's ridiculous, dude. Irrefutable. It's not even close. Like there's a Easily lot of Easily one of the most decorated UFC fighters in history, she not t- even just women. So she TKO'd um Holly Holmes, and the reason I mentioned that is because Holly Holmes was a decorated um women's championship boxer, turn kickboxing, turn MMA. Yeah. So she she danced with the best of them. MMA just isn't at a point right now where there's enough competition for girls like Amanda to where that's what it looks like, you know? That's kind of what it looked like in the yesteryears for the men's divisions, too. You just had these guys that lingered and won and won and won because the, like, they, the competition hadn't quite caught up. Ronda Rousey made a career off of that. No offense to her. So, like, seeing Amanda go scares me for women's MMA in the mm-hmm. UFC. And it made me a little sad seeing her go. I was like, damn, end of an era. I just and, witnessed the end of an and, era. And this the is one of those... Of, like, we she both walked of us, out with two belts. We both of us watched her like debut. I'm pretty we sure. Watched her, like, I watched we her on watched the, her whole career. Me and this guy. Like, no, we watched so her on crazy. the Ultimate Fighter, the season that Juliana Pena won. Like, yes, we, we've bro. seen her. We like she's. Uh, it sucks watching her go. Crazy, but to see her go out on her on her terms, double champ again, riding off in the sunset. That's at no, the top of the top. You that's could beast. That's you could sick. argue. I'm serious. Like. You could say it could be maybe, but you could argue that she's had the greatest career in, like in the, the UFC. UFC, and that's not she, that's she not. She has more defenses than DC, hands down. She's the I only, bet we could count all the champions she has more defenses than. The only it's crazy. The only UFC fighters with more belts than her, just UFC fighters, is Jones and Mighty Mouse. And Jones, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. She has the most belts out of men, woman, or anything. Minus those two. Is it because, though, that she was a, a wolf amongst sheep? Absolutely. When she first got into the, I mean, she really was. So was Ronda. Was, yeah. So, so was, was Gina Carano. Yeah, exactly. So was Misha Tate for a very slim window. Slim, yeah, a small it's, amount of time. It's <laughs> catching up. It just The reason I mention this and I'm emphasizing this, this scares me is because, like, the UFC now knows, like, one, if the 145-pound division is just gone, which it most certainly probably is, that's the effect, the Amanda Nunes effect. Like, they kept a division for this girl. Yeah. And then... Now you're going to have the 135-pound division, which is like doesn't really have a next star up. Uh-uh. It's this next 115 ha- has more stars. The next, they need an atom weight. That's what I was about yeah. to say. They need an atom weight. They just this, this may sound lame. Get rid of Invicta. See, but that might. But honestly, if you add an atom weight, that might like slim out 115 because some of those 115 girls can make 105. No, one, at, 115 so like, is atom weight, and then um, 125. Is oh, 120. I got mixed up. So you're I good. I know exactly what you're implying. It's going to well, thin what's out. One, one, what's 105? That's what's that called? That's um, like that's that, like a that's like that's not an organized weight that I'm a like I'm molecule familiar with. weight, bro. Regard, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know, but like it's probably not a weight at all. UFC, I don't know what I'm thinking. The UFC can look over 115, 125, 135. One, yeah, it's, everything's that's the same it. from women yeah, and men, yeah. but 115 is atom weight. So like the um like the 135 pound belt, the next person who fights for that, we're gonna know, and we're probably going to assume for the next like couple of years that that person is just. It's like when Jones left 205. The guys who were fighting for his belts was the, the guys Jones had already beat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You have DC, Gus. Like, great fight. DC's the man. Love him to death. Beat his but, ass. But we know <laughs> DC that, beat his ass. We know Jones beat both of them twice, You know, or went to beat both of them twice, whatever. So it was like, this is going to have the same effect. And as fans acknowledging that, pay-per-views are going to suffer. There's no – this was already a little bit questionable to have only one belt contested on this card, and it was a women's belt. Just because of the state of the pay-per-view dynamic, they're trying to get eyes on these. That's not a slap in the face to women's MMA to say that they're not a pull at the moment. But Amanda was the pull. Mm. This is gone. You know, it's gone. So, you, what is the UFC's motivation to keep women's um, belts around if they're not going to? If they're just going to make even less money, you know? And that scares me because the women deserve to be there. They put on some of the greatest fights in the UFC. 
They put on some crazy. Pictures. But when you especially lose, like Whaley Zhang and stuff. That's what like, I'm saying. Like those are she deserves to get paid. The, the 125 pound division is stacked and stacked thriving. Up. Stacked up. 135. It's like who's gonna fight next? Is it gonna be Holly Holmes, Misha Tate? For you know what I'm saying. Same thing though. Like bringing it back. Like if they do bring an Adam Way in, a lot of those 125 girls are going down. Yeah. And it slims out the division more. It is what it is. But, I mean, I guess let's not get too caught up in it. Yeah. We, I Looking at the Who clock, knows what's going to happen? It's crazy, bro. Looking at the clock, we still got this Bellator to run through real quick. Yeah, but... and I, to put a pin in it, I think the only female fighter that will even give Amanda a run for her money at all is probably, like, Whaley Zhang. You want to know who— She's uh, so dominant. You want to know who's the next—honestly, I just realized this foolishly. The next prospect for um, women's UFC who I think has the best position right now, Tatiana Suarez. She's had champion written all over her, and right now she can't get in the ring though. She has she just fought. Fights. She barely I know, but like, when's her next one? I like, said uh, I'm not. I said prospect. Year, year, I said year. prospect. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She's yeah. don't. I'm not saying. I don't throw. even know if you could say prospect. She's been there, done that for a long. She just time. had mad um, injuries that prevented her from doing her thing. She's yeah. she stays winning. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She hasn't lost. So you're right. She's she's next in my opinion. Now next for a belt, no, just the next market. Mackenzie Dern asset. can be next up too. I love Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, Mackenzie Dern could be next up too. She's getting wins and wins and wins. But they're saying, I mean, I don't know. We could go on that for forever. Let's talk about these upcoming cards since we're on the. So Bellator's happening right now, technically. Okay, so, so let's start with that. Let's start with that. So tech, um, the main card doesn't start until 7 p.m. So in an hour. So let's, let's just run over the main card. Then. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. There's um, some familiar faces on the undercard, but nothing worth really mentioning. On the main card, do you have it pulled up? Uh, no, I can, though. Let's do it. I got you. Boom, I got boom, I got it pulled boom, up, boom. I think. Go ahead and start talking about the first fight, Mr. Winston. Who are the first fighters, it's, and what are their money lines? Daniel James, and I don't know the other guy's first name, but it's Siracom. Uh So we have Siracom as the favorite, minus 120. Daniel James at minus 102. Gotcha. Don't know either of those gentlemen. Daniel James is the fourth-ranked um, heavyweight in Bellator. He's coming off of a TKO win on his last bout. He's got a lot of momentum, and he's fighting in his hometown of Chicago. I think he – this is – that's not an unfavorable enough difference to, like, like say not to bet on him. And heavyweights. Heavyweights under 15. That's kind of like an assumption, a.k.a. under three rounds. Mm-hmm. So I have it pulled up. I don't know where we're starting though. I know we just There's uh, only four fights. Or yeah. For the main card. The, the main, main card only has four. Starting to get Oh yeah, you were talking about Gokum Sorry Kim, right? Yeah, sorry Kim. He's the tenth rank. Daniel James is the fourth rank. If Daniel James wins this, they pretty much kind of alluded that he's gonna fight Ryan Bader for the heavyweight strap. Good shit. Right after that we have two oh five pounders. Corey Anderson is back facing Phil Davis. We know both of those names. Both UFC, um, they both were in the UFC. Both had really decent runs in the UFC. Never quite put it together once they got to the top end. Both um, Phil Davis, I believe, was Bellator champion, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So he's definitely made good time of his Bellator tenure. I think Corey Anderson was champion too. He no, just he came lost. Up lost. So, oh no, it was a title so, fight. So yeah, it was a title fight. You're Corey right. Anderson versus Vadim Dunkov versus that was the Grand Prix light heavyweight. There was a decision loss too, wasn't it? Yeah. So what had originally happened is they did the um, light heavyweight Grand Prix, and um, Corey Anderson even TKO'd Ryan Bader because Ryan Bader was the former double champ, and then wanted to try to go get his light heavyweight strap back. So Corey Anderson goes on this meteoric run as soon as he gets in Bellator, wins his first fight, goes to the Grand Prix, Grand Prix finals against the standing champ uh, Vadim Nimkov. One thing I want to mention is Vadim Nimkov was supposed to fight Anthony Rumble Johnson and then Anthony Rumble Johnson's medical things and then ultimately passed away, so that's very sad. But um, Vadim Nimkov versus him, 
there was an accidental headbutt in a uh, ground exchange when Nemkov was getting his ass whooped. Corey Anderson was whooping this man easily, like could have been 10-8 the first round. The, uh, the headbutt happens. They circumstantially stop the fight. They reschedule it. And then Nemkov wins the 25-minute decision mm-hmm. decisively. Yeah. It wasn't he, an accident. He kind of, yeah, he so dominated that Corey, second fight. Corey Anderson's coming off of 25 minutes with a champ who couldn't get him out of there and like six minutes of whooping the champ's ass. And this is his first – I'm not going to call him a victim because, like, they're all equal competent competitors. But this is huge. If he wins this, he's basically right there lingering for the right next title shot again. again. Phil Davis is coming off of a loss too, I think, right? I'm not sure. I'm not – I can't tell you the last right time Phil I'll Davis fought because he's not as – he doesn't fight as frequently as of recent. I got you. I'm going to go and tap Ology right now. Um, one thing to be noted is Phil it. Davis was like a four-time Davis. All-American and um, D1 college wrestler. I'm pretty sure he won the Natty. Right. Um, did a bunch of crazy things. His resume in wrestling is outstanding. Um, Corey Anderson, he was like a one-time All-American. He didn't quite get over the hump in college wrestling, so there's a lot of wrestling comparison that they've been throwing jabs at in the media, which is fun. I don't think either of these dudes are going to wrestle each other. I think when you get two wrestlers, they strike. That's just kind of what we've gotten accustomed to. Let's talk about uh, Mr. Phil Davis's His record. Last. Uh, so we're going to go a little bit farther back. Back to 2019, beat Liam McGreary. He beat Carl uh, Albexin. He beat Leota Machida by a decision split. Um, and then he lost to Vadim Nemkov via uh, unanimous decision. Well, Right after that, yeah. we had Yoel Romero uh yeah, he beat Yoel Romero by a split decision and then beat Julius uh, Angiklis by a decision. Now he's fighting Corey Anderson. That, coming off of two wins. That, um, I mean, he's coming off of uh, five wins in his last six. That guy that you named, really his, good. his name was Anglicus or whatever. He was an alternate in the um, tournament. He was like a really heavy hitter. Um, he was a badass too. So that's not a chump to get a yeah. win over. Phil Davis is doing the damn thing, dude. I mean, what I... a beast. Mr. Wonderful. This is... I've. Uh, what are the odds, Winston? Yes. Uh, Corey Anderson is... The favorite, he's at minus one eighty eight. Phil Davis at plus one fifty two. I'm a little surprised. This one, I honestly think, could go the distance because I of see, the way they fight. Yeah, I see but Corey winning it to decision. go the distance is minus four thirty. To yeah. to go the distance, yeah. yeah. To predict that, yeah. What's Corey Anderson to win by decision? What what odd is that? Um, minus one twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the favorite odd. Um, let's talk about Sergio Pettis taking on Patricio Pitbull. So Pitbull's going down in weight to take on the 135 champ. So if okay, so everyone he looks so limb. Have he you does, seen him? Yeah. So we got to like oh. give a little bit of backtrack so the so people can understand the significance of this fight as well as the kind of question mark that this is a this is a huge fight. This is one of the biggest fights in Bellator's history because of the significance of the moment for Pitbull specifically. I mean, Sergio's been Ser- champion for a long time. Too. Sergio hasn't fought in 18 months because he's been um, coming oh, off that's that injury. Why he's been in. okay. So originally. Okay, so Pitbull, we got to explain Pitbull. Pitbull has been the poster child of Bellator his entire tenure there. He is yeah. hands down their biggest fighter as t- uh, in terms of significance. Pitbull irrefutably could walk into the UFC and challenge for a title. I'm not saying he would win, but I think he's good enough to do to get there. Now that being said, Pitbull was their 145 pound champ, and then he lost the belt to AJ McKee via like stoppage. It was pretty quick, and then he redeemed himself in a decision win against AJ McKee. Before doing that, he went up in weight to 155 and challenged Michael Chandler, who was the then standing Bellator 155-pound champ, knocked him out, which was I didn't see that coming. Um, so then he was the double champ, first double champ in Bellator history, simultaneous. He then relinquished his 155-pound belt 
allowed his um, brother to fight for it, who ultimately won it for a short skid, which is cool. So then he never lost the 155-pound belt. Still the reigning 145-pound champ. He's defended it, like, twice. And then now he's going down to 135. So if yeah. he claims the 135-pound belt, he will, for all intents and purposes, be a triple champ. Triple champ. Because he vindicated his, or he vacated his other belt on his terms. No one beat him for that belt. He didn't defend it, but no one beat him. So... This is no one's ever done that. We've had a, a lot of double champs, yeah. and this is a major MMA organization. If you said you're the triple champ of Cage Warriors, I'm gonna be like, "What's that to you?" He looks slim, bro. It's crazy to see him that slim. Well, yeah, he was already he was already fit as fuck. In his, there's in the no way. Decision. There's zero percent chance that this was an easy weight cut. But he did say that af coming off of his last fight, because um, Pitbull fought on that Japanese card around New Year's, and he won. Um, I think he's fought since then, actually. But he said coming off—he had one fight. He said coming off of his last fight against was uh, I think it was against Peter Queeley. Um, he said he never like he stayed in fight shape. He said he stayed on his diet. He stayed everything, and so that when it approached this one, it was all natural. He wasn't cutting all his weight at the last second. So at the press conference on like Monday, he said he weighed like one forty-one or something like oh, that. That's easy cuts after that. Yeah, he's only gonna cut like a couple it's more pounds. In the so bathtub. he did it the smart way. Is his health and or jaw potentially compromised we're gonna have to find out but if pitbull wins this this is like this is the biggest non-ufc um champion possibly ever like seriously like like name another dude who is a triple champ in their organized um, organization who we could contest could go to the ufc and do big things and then do that that's insane like that is unparalleled no one has ever done that mm. and bellator is the number two mma organization in north america so this is not like like, if it was in one FC, that would still be equally insane, but, like, less insane than the fact that it's Bellator. If it was in PFL, I wouldn't pay it to mine because those dudes fight each other many times in a row. So, it is what it is. This is huge. And then you have Sergio Pettis. we got to explain the significance of his moment. He was – he's going to be fighting upset. Why? He was in the Bellator Grand Prix that Patchy Mix just won. Patchy Mix, a couple of weeks ago or months ago, he knocked out Rafian Stotts. We all saw that. We all talked about that. Was that. A nasty one. that was insane. So Patchy Mix is the interim champ. Um, Pibble was not involved in the um, the bracket at all. So you're asking why is he getting the first crack at the title against Sergio coming off of his injury? It's because he's Pitbull. It's because of what he's done. He is not necessarily Conor McGregor as far as needle movers, but he is their Conor McGregor for that intensive purpose. So he's getting this crack at him, and it's not Patchy Mix. And then you have Sergio Pettis, who just missed a million-dollar fight opportunity. Because if he would have won that tournament, the fight purse winner of that gets a million bucks. He's going to be fighting like you owe me a million dollars. He's going to be fighting against a dude who's going to be compromising his weight, but is, a, is a actually naturally bigger man. Like I, I'm honestly shocked this isn't the main event. This is kind of almost offensive to Pitbull, if you ask me. They just don't want the little Nankow's guy. Nankow's the bigger champion is why. He's a bigger guy. He's a bigger pole. But yeah. this is the way – this is so huge for Bellator because Bellator after tonight will have my their – My thing is like it's harder to push a champ, a big, big champion that's going down to 135. Like it's just way smaller of a weight class, especially when we have a 205 champion to You're be right. crowned with Yoel Romero. You're like, right. Yoel Ro Romero is – the biggest star on this whole card. Like oh, you're talking. Yeah. Like, it's needle game. movers and eyeballs yeah. and MMA so, purism. I see why they did it. I could, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have fret at all though. If they did put, uh, for, uh, Patricio, uh, at the top, like with, yeah. with Pettis main card. And 
like, I, I think like they just did it, but out of like Yoel is bigger. It, it's yeah, bigger it's, weight. It, it's what you're supposed Nemkov to do. Nemkov is a beast. Like they're like, all right, let's just. Scott Coker said at the press conference, he said like, I consider these co-main events, and I couldn't agree. Yeah, more. they're like, it's like a double headliner, pretty much. Yeah, you have the MMA purist um, main event in the Sergio versus Pitbull, and then you have the main event just that should have all eyeballs on it. Yeah, Corey Anderson, Phil Davis is the real co-main. Both of these other ones are headline. Like, yeah, clearly. And Bellat, dude, give it to Bellator. I've been like piping them up for weeks and months, talking about how like it's hard to challenge the UFC because of the marketing giant that they are. I hope Romero wins the title. I kind of think it'd be cool. I kind of do too because he hasn't gotten a belt yet. Yeah, he hasn't gotten a belt yet. Dude is old as shit. Forty likes two or some shit. I think. Regardless, he's too old. I'm yeah, pretty and, sure he's forty six. Let me double check. Yoel Romero age, and he's built out of steel. Forty six years old. Yeah, forty. You think that guy's forty six? No, Looks he's shredded. built, he, dude. He's built out of steel. Like he's, he's um, he's the Cuban so, fucking growth experiment. Yeah, he is because the, they they think he's a science experiment because the tendons in his eyes are three times the bigger than any okay, other human. So that doesn't give enough context. He's like, um, he broke his orbital bone in his um, yeah, in yeah, his skull. Tell him this, and then um, he went to the doctor to have it like looked at, and the doctors were like. Immediately, they asked um, his manager and, like, all his wh- – whoever. They're like, where did you get him? They're like, what do you mean? They're like, no, where did you get him? They're like, what? what's going on? They said, the size of the tendons on the muscles of his eyes are three times the size of anyone I've ever seen in 30-plus years of being a doctor. And on top of that, it's healing naturally. We There's nothing we can do for him. <laughs> his broken orbital – Healing himself. Did it's in, This dude's like – he started MMA when he was, like, 36. He was in his 40s when this happened. That's crazy. You got a guy in his 40s who breaks his orbital and it heals with no medical intervention necessary. <laughs> dude, wild. dude, he's an alien, bro. He used to he's... wrestle for Cuba uh, Cuba in the Olympics. And when you're there where there's no money and, like, no enterprise, he was he lived a lavish life where they just fed him growth hormone and fucking made him, him wrestle everything. for his entire life. So he's just a physical freak. He's a freak, dude. It's insane. And he's at 46. He's fighting for a championship at 46 years old. And not only fighting for a championship at 46, he's fighting for a championship at 46 that we all think and hope he will win. And Nemkov is looking at him like, fuck, this is going to be a hard fight. And anybody who fights Yoel Romero is like, fuck. If if Izzy, Izzy, even though that fight was boring as shit, if Izzy can't take Yoel Romero's head off, if... Bobby Knuckles can't take Yoel Romero's head no off. No one's got him out of there. Vadim Nimkov ain't taking his head yeah, off. No He's going to try. He could kick it, but I don't th- like, has I think. Yoel- Yoel's too good. Yoel fought. We'll yeah. never see him go out, I don't think. Yoel is Knock on the underdog. He's- yeah, yeah, for sure. As He's going to be. Because Nemkov is just. Nemkov is like that type where he's he might just grind him out too. Like he'll Nemkov can grind out Yoel and make it know, a boring fight. He's plus three ninety. That's pretty. You want to know Nemkov? That's very significant. Holy shit! That's kind of disrespectful to Yoel. You want to know who Nemkov's significant last loss was? I can tell you where Ooh. it happened. It was in Ryzen. Oh really? He got knocked out. He got beat. I don't think he got oh, knocked okay. out. Okay, here I'll pull him up. Yuri Polhaska. Oh, he's lost to Yuri. Guess who's coming back? Oh yeah. Guess who's he's they're slating Jamal Hill uh and Yuri. That'll be bananas. That's gonna be freaking dude. So um we've made all this emphasis on this Bellator card. There is a UFC card that we don't even need to talk no, about. No, well no, I wanna go over it. Um there's some big fighters on there. Um let me pull up the tapology. It's Marvin Vittori versus Jared Cannonier. No, no, I'm talking about Vadim Nevkov still. Oh, sorry. Um so he has a wow. Oh my God! Looking at Vadim Nevkov, he has not lost since 2016. 
And it was probably Yuri. Um, no. Uh, it was Carl Alberkston. Alberkston. Not even familiar. So he lost to Yuri. Um, via retirement, lost retirement, ten minutes first round. Um, and then Carl uh, Albrechtson uh, beat him in a decision split. Then he hasn't lost since. So he beat McCollage Rozanowski. He beat Allison Vicente, Philip Linz, Liam McGeary, Phil Davis, Rafael Carvalho. Had a canceled bout against Ryan Bader. Beat count, uh, beat Ryan Bader via head kick and punches. Beat Phil Davis via decision. Uh, like you brought it up, Anthony Johnson canceled bout. Um, R.I.P. Rest in Paradise, King. We had a win against Julius Algicus. Algricus. Al, uh, Al, or Andricus. And, 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 yeah, it's like Angelicus. An- it, it, there's no R. So, no. Yeah. It's it's something like that. <laughs> then he had a no contest against Corey Anderson, accidental clash of heads, and the decision went over Corey Anderson. That's so crazy. What a run. Yeah. What a run. Two wins over Phil Davis, a, a very nice decision against – or a very nice finish against Ryan Bader. He's on like a seven-year run. Dude's crazy. All right, moving on to the UFC card that we were uh, bringing up. Let's go to that. Um, I'm going to run through these prelims. Oh, well, let's see. Let's see who's on prelims. I kind of want to run through the prelims just so Winston has some names. We got the first prelim. We got light heavyweight fight Zach Quaga taking on Modestus Bukakis. Uh, right after that, we have Bantamweight Dan. And actually, throw out the – we'll do this quick. Throw out the uh, – Odds. Modestus, we got minus 190. Zach, we got plus 160. Dan Argetta in the Bantamweight decision taking on Ronnie Lawrence. Ronnie is at minus 190. Dan at plus 160. We got Teresa Bleda in the women's flyweight division taking on Gabriela Fernandez. Uh, Teresa is the favorite, minus, two, minus 250. Okay. And then That's Gabriela nice plus 198. We got Carlos Hernandez, 8-2 and two in the flyweight division taking on Denise Bonder, 16-4. Denise minus 122, Carlos plus 100. Oh, that's a pick 'em. It's not bad at all. Uh, Kang Kong, uh, Kang Kong Ho. I'm, I'm having a problem <laughs> with that one. With the wait, so we got Kang Kwong Ho. That was better. Okay, Taking okay. on Christian Cunones. Uh, we got Christian at minus 148, and then we got Ho Kang at plus 120. Nice. Uh, Jimmy Flick taking on Alessandro Costa. Costa in the mi- flyweight. minus two ninety. Jimmy at plus two twenty five. That is your feature prelim. We got Jimmy Flick sixteen and six, and then Mister twelve and three. Alessandro Costa. Let's talk about our main card right here. We have the welterweight Nicholas Dobby kicking off the card with Muslim Salikov. Salikov's coming off of a knockout win, I believe. Um, Nicholas Dobby twenty one four. Muslim. 19 and 3 in the welterweight division. What are we looking like, Mr. Uh, Muslim, we got minus 188. And then Nicholas, we got plus 152. Wow. I honestly, I kind of agree with Muslim. Muslim's coming off that nice win. Um, 39 years old, taking on 38 year old Nicholas Dalby. Dang. We're a step away from a 40 year old fight, huh? Crazy. We got 4.5 inch reach advantage on Nicholas Dalby, though. Damn. That is a lot of inch reach advantage. So we might see Mr. Nicholas Dobby picking him from the outside. Let's talk about this lightweight bout. Manuel Torres taking on Nicholas Moda. What are, what are those odds, bro? Lightweight. Manuel, we got minus 188. Nicholas, we got plus 152. Don't know either of these guys, um, but, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. Featherweight bout. Pat Sabatini, no, this guy, taking on Lucas Almeida. No, that guy, too. 14-1 and one Almeida, looking great. What are those odds? Pat, we got minus 200. Lucas, we got plus 160. Wow. And he only has one loss. Um, 
let's talk about Armin Petrosian taking on Christian Christian Leroy Duncan. And Christian Leroy Duncan making a name for himself lately. 8-0, uh, taking on Armin Petrosian. This is not going to be an easy fight, to be honest. We got Leroy sitting at a minus 154, and we got Armin sitting at plus 126. I pick up Christian. I would pick up Christian Leroy Duncan uh, to take on or take the win over Armin Petrosian. Right after that, we got uh, Armin Sarukian taking on Joaquin Silva. These are crazy odds. Anyone want to lightweight? Egg? Lightweight, co-main. We got Armin. I guarantee Armin uh, Sarukian is like a minus eight hundred over Joaquin Silva. Arm, Armin is a minus one thousand two hundred and fifty. Oh my Damn. gosh! Why so yes. much? Sarukian, wow, dude. I mean, he's coming off of wins, but that's a crazy odd. Crazy to not go the distance is minus four sixty. <laughs> is it Armin Sarukian by uh, submission the best odd? Uh, or is it not KO or TKO? Ah, Submissions plus three thirty. KO TKO is minus one twenty five. Nineteen and three. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I would tell you to take yeah pick up Armin, but you might as well just pick him up via finish. Yeah. yeah. Pick him up a double chance inside the distance. Um, let's talk about Marvin Vittori. This is the main, uh, the main event. Marvin Vittori taking on Jared Cannonier. So, like Dave said, not the deepest card, but there's some pretty good names on here. I'm looking forward to that fight. Marvin Vittori, Jared Cannonier. I will say, I think Marvin Vittori is going to do what Marvin Vittori does and win a decision. Yeah. But if we could see Jared Cannonier knock his ass out, who's the favorite? Uh, Marvin is the favorite. Yeah, uh, no minus, surprise. So. Minus one twenty-eight though, so it's very close. Wow, I, I, I would like to pick up Cannonier via knockout. What's that on? We got Jared at a uh, plus one hundred four. Uh, two go the distance is minus one eighty-four. Um, Cannonier winning by KO is plus three hundred. Mm. Um, Vittori, Vittori by decision winning by decision is plus one thirty. Oh yeah, oh, so. Wow. I see Vittori doing it. I really see Vittori winning the decision. I, I I don't see how Jared can get in there and do what all these other guys he have has to done win to by Marvin finish. to beat him. Yeah, like you got to finish Marvin Vittori. Marvin's gonna pick you apart. And yeah, and Marvin... then he's gonna take you down. And he's yeah, dude. I mean, Jared isn't the best on the ground either. You know, he's more of a striker. Mm-hmm. So I see Marvin kind of just might be a snooze fest for this main event. You know. Grinding he, him out, he's Marvin's gonna grind him out, and if if uh, finish presents himself, then Marvin will go for it. But you're not gonna see Marvin swinging for the fences trying to take out Jared. Nobody's gonna Unless be throwing sharp punches. He's he's been to um, be showing, dude. Yeah, he's, he, he took. Uh, he honestly might take out Jared. He, he trained like yeah, Thai boxing. Like yeah, he's, he might he's, take him out. He's a way more competent striker. You know what? Than he used I to see be. Marvin Vittori landing a lot of leg kicks this fight too. Oh yeah, yeah. He might he might decapacitate Jared. We could see a TKO via what's a stoppage. Uh, via strikes for Mr. Marvin Vittori. Uh, plus 1,100. Okay, they don't think that's happening. Yeah. Um, but well, they didn't you never the know. Nuggets were going to win the NBA championship. Yeah, and they fucking let's go. Did. Yeah, they did. $300 because of that shit. And we're about to make more. What is your parlay piece, dude? Are you going to – you have no basketball. I don't have on, any dude. basketball. So bro. we're going to have to help you out with a fight pick. We're going to have to help him out with a well, fight pick. While you guys I are think com- we should just do a UFC since Bellator is already going on. Like, we shouldn't. I mean, we could still sprinkle one in. I was considering it. I just hate it. I hate making a parlay bet that no one's going to be able to do because True. it's literally in a fucking hour. I'm like, going to take, take uh, Mod- Modestius Bukakis. Oh, take it off. He's Dang. Yo, my man, he's putting it all on the line on the first fight of the card. He only went for that guy because his name sounds like Bukaki. 
Exactly. That's why I like one of them. Bukaki, Japanese for splashing. Oh my god, dude. Yo. <laughs> why, why, why are you picking up Modestus? Uh, because his name is cool. What's Winston, the odd? What is the Winston odd? participates in Bukaki's, clearly. Mi- minus 190. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Minus 190 is not the craziest yeah, to put on a parlay. Bad. It's not the craziest, but, you know, we've, we, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm going to pick that up with you. All right. So we're picking up Modestus Buk- uh, Bukaki uh, via Moneyline, correct? Yes. I wanted to pick up um, Jimmy Flick, but he's an underdog, plus 225. So, Oof. Yeah. Yeah, you might not want to. Might not want to do that, dude. I mean, Zach Pauga only lost once. Modestus lost five times already, bro. He'll be all right. Yeah, he's going to be good. I hate this little, uh, you haven't logged into your app in a long time, so now you got to send an authentic, uh, authentic code or whatever. Oh, yeah. I have Face ID, so it just does that. MMA all sports. We're taking Mr. Modestus. Yep. Minus one ninety. Good pickup. <laughs> all right. What are you thinking, Dave? What do you got your mind on? Should I go before you? What are you thinking, bro? I am not sure because I was really betting on using Bellator. <laughs> Dude, uh, I feel you. I feel you. Let me. Let, I gotta honestly look too, to be honest. Hmm. I might pick up like a. Might pick up Armin Sarukian, dude. Minus twelve fifty. <laughs> oh man. I might, honestly might pick. Oh, I don't want to get too risky with it. You could pick that fight to not go the distance, Armin Sarukian, and watch minus four sixty. Ooh. That's actually not terrible of a like. I mean, it's a terrible pick up if you're only betting it but parlaying that might be really nice because you already had a minus 190 so that kind of works in favor yeah i like that i like that let's do that bukaki is gonna win (laughs) (laughs) only because we're calling him that yeah literally all right so i'm gonna pick up armin sarukian joaquin silva not going the distance that gives us a minus 117 parlay right now that's pretty good. That's pretty good, dude. For, for only, two legs. And one of them being minus 460. one of them being a minus 460. Yeah, that's wild. Mr. Dave, what are we thinking here? Let's honestly, we should help out I have out no Dave. idea. Let's, let's help out Dave a little bit. I didn't even look this card up beforehand. All right. I mean, we could straight up, oh, I don't know. If you How about that. this? This is a, a throwing a dart at a wall. Ooh, I like it. Kang versus Quinones, not going the distance. Ooh, is that flyweight? I have no idea. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. That's Bantamweight. That's Bantamweight. What's the odd on that? To not go the distance is plus 128. Is that bad? Yeah, it's bad. Uh, it's an underdog. Yeah. It could still happen. It could still happen. It really can. It's a fight, bro. Someone can go out anytime. Um, the What about Dolby versus um, Solikov not going the distance? Ooh. The older guys. That's pretty good. Cause Solikov is like a killer be killed kind of guy, I think. Let's see. Method of victory. Oh, wait, no. Wrong thing. Will it go the distance? I mean, they think it's going to go the distance at minus 150. Yes. Plus 118. No. Mm. A little risky. A little yeah. risky. Ooh. I mean, you could go for Christian Leroy Duncan. Money line minus 154. That's not the craziest. It'll it'll up our, sh- up our uh, odds there, though. Mm. Oh, I was going to say maybe you could do not... 
not go the distance, but it is straight split down the line. 106 and 120 for yes and no. That's crazy. We have the Vittori fight versus Cannoneer going the distance. That's minus 182. That's um, pretty good, too. I mean, I, we could throw that in there, I suppose. I just don't feel confidently on any of, on this entire card. <laughs> throw in your Bellator one, then. Fuck it. I mean... Um, I was just going to say on Bellator, either co-main or main, not to go the distance, whichever one was more favorable. So you have Sergio versus Pitbull, not going the distance, or you have Vadim Nimkov versus Yoel. Yoel. Well, Yoel has shown us snoozer fights. Okay, so will the fight go the distance? Vadim Nemkov, Yoel Romero, yes, minus 108, no, minus 118. They have no idea what's going to happen. So let's go to the other ones, Sergio Pettis, Patricio. Will it go the distance? Yes, 184, no, plus 142. Is plus bad for the parlay? I mean, it's it just makes – it blows up our odds, but it's never really – you can. I mean, I would. Fuck if it. If it doesn't if help. If you're that's confident. A pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good odd for this fight. Sergio Pettis and Patricio. What about – hold on. Someone should hold go on. out. What about the, the Daniel James versus um, Sarah Com fight? That – Which is about to happen in like – 40 minutes. Oh, I hate you for doing that. Just pick between the other two. It doesn't matter. Whichever is best for the parlay. Here, I guess I'll just look up the odd. Let's see what the odd is. Will it go the distance? With, bro, it doesn't matter. Though. Yeah, I mean, it's the as same. As it's literally confident. plus 110, minus 140. It's not going to matter what you so, fucking yeah, pick. Whatever had the best one from the co-main or It was main. Pettis and Patricio. So then do that one. Because I don't think either of those are going the distance. If anything, the main event would be more likely to go the distance. But So we're picking the better odd on this parlay. Three legs. We have Modestus Bukakis, minus 190. We have Armin Sarukian and Joaquin Silva not going the distance, minus 460. And we have Sergio Pettis, Patricio Pitbull not going the distance, plus 142. That makes our three-leg parlay plus 349. It's pretty good for three legs. It's not, not bad. bad. It's not terrible. Nice. If you bet $10, you're going to win 34.97. If you bet $5, you're going to win 17.48. That is our parlay for today on Sport Champs. Do not forget to get your tickets to Webby and Friends um, right here, holding it up again for you guys. We got Chris Webby, Doobie, Dizzy Wright, Caskey, Echo, Stevie Stone, and yours truly, Rick G, all on one freaking lineup. Get your tickets ASAP, guys. Get your tickets ASAP. It's going to be a wild show. A thousand plus people. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be like the Denver Denver Nuggets parade, dude. Hell yeah. We're gonna be like. We're gonna be like one one hundredth of that. Yeah, I think so. There Maybe. were so many people. Yeah, Josh, one one thousand. Josh texted me earlier. He said that there was two million people at the Broncos parade. Oh wow! Football's bigger. Two yeah. million. Yeah, Colorado's definitely more of a crap. football. It is. It's a football state. Two yeah. million. Damn, that's fire. I would go yeah. to that. I'd go to that. Two million. Uh, we would have not got parking at all. No, and you <laughs> know those people are getting fucked up. Fucked up, dude. Ooh, that's another thing. Football fans party harder yeah, than basketball for sure. fans. For sure. Damn. Well, it's too late to change my pick now. <laughs> All right. That has been Sport Champs. Thank you guys for watching. We're getting out of here. Do not forget to get your tickets, and do not forget to watch the new music video dropping on July 7th. Peace. What's up, guys? We just hit 1,500 subs. We're trying to make it 2,000.